another A to Z show. I'm the A, America's sweetheart, Andrew, joined by Zach, America's favorite comedian. Fuck you, Nick Ringwald. There's your introduction right off the bat. Oh, he was giving me shit about that. He was so. giving me shit. He okay, was, yeah. Right. I was going to say, that was a lot of fucking energy you just yeah, threw in there. I know. I was, I, I was throwing off. Yeah, that was all about him. So. I, was, I, I need to point out, I'm not America's favorite comedian. Okay. I'm America's favorite failed comedian oh shit all right redo stop it okay, yeah, yeah. yeah go ahead. <laughs> we would cut that yep we'll, cut that we'll, bit we'll try it again okay <laughs> <laughs> let me make a quick uh apology my oh. sinuses have been fucking shit today so okay if i sound terrible i apologize but hmm. we're gonna get through this together as a family i'll, I'll save you with the magic of editing <laughs> the magic of editing now his skull is not full of sinuses anymore that's right <laughs> turn it david attenborough <laughs> Yes, his sinuses are full. They do not work well because he spent his early formative years doing too much cocaine. Ah, yes. And all of the residue has destroyed his nasal passages. And now his septum is starting to fall apart. Have you ever seen guys with like, the bad coke nose? I don't think so. Not oh, personally. Dude, dude, it's terrible. Uh, Artie Lang's got it really bad. A really favorite comedian of mine, actually. Mm. But, I mean, that dude did coke for fucking ever. But basically, like... In between the corrosive chemicals that you're putting in your, in your nose doing chem, uh, doing cocaine and, like, the shards of glass you'll get from crushing shit up with the bottom of a glass and stuff like that. Okay. It eats away at the cartilage of your septum, which is the middle part of your nose, and then your nose just kind of falls in on itself. Oh. It looks rough. Yeah, that sounds lovely. It's like, <laughs> it, it, it makes me glad I stopped doing coke, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> that was the only reason you stopped? Yeah, that was okay. it. Because I have a great fucking, uh, very royal looking nose from the profile, and I don't want to ruin that with my cocaine habit. Yeah, that's why you stopped boxing too, right? No, I stopped boxing because I sucked at it. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, I mean, I was decent at it. I was never going to be a champion, so I was basically just going to be a training partner forever. So I'm just going to get dudes like Oscar De La Hoya knocking me out for, you know, $40,000 a year. <laughs> so didn't feel like a great uh, business decision. It's like, yeah, I'll make some money, but I'm also going to not remember my own name at 45, so... It's a living. We'll find it. Yeah, it's a living. <laughs> Ding! You're fucking out. You're just snoring. <laughs> always a good knockout. That's always uh, very sobering. I can't imagine. It's. I mean, I think knockouts are not good, right? Like, you don't right. want to get knocked out. That's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But also, I think every dude needs to get knocked out one time in their life. Okay. Just to know. Mm-hmm. Just so you have that in the back of your brain. You know what I mean? And I'm not talking Some night, don't tell me when, one of the, one of these parties, just come up and just come at me, man. Just cold cock you out of yeah. nowhere. Yeah. Put you down. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if I could do that. You're a pretty big dude. Mm, yeah. I want to come up fucking low on it. I'll yeah. be jumping. I'll look like a fucking Hadouken. Yeah. Launching yourself off the bench <laughs> on Rachel and Daniel's back porch or something. Dragon punch. <laughs> <laughs> you get caught up in the light strand and like choke yourself to death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> trying to jump at me. You're at my funeral. Like, <laughs> Zach. All he wanted to do was knock me out in this world, and mm-hmm. sometimes chasing your dreams doesn't lead to <laughs> positivity. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, I'm so fucking happy to be back. I, I am too, man. This is, this is good. Long time coming. Yeah, yeah. It's so good to record. I also like, even though the fact that I have I have the worst fat guy thing going on right now, I was telling you about it earlier, I have like an ingrown hair on my disgusting fat stomach right now <laughs> that I popped, and so now there's a fucking band-aid on it. But it's just so bad because, like, I got home from work and I took my shirt off and, like, was going to, you know, change shirts and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, 
I saw the mirror out of the corner of my eye. There's just like this bright red spot on my fucking fat white stomach. Where it, it, it looks like a tin of like biscuit dough popped open. And then someone walked by with a sharpie and was like, boop. <laughs> I've heard of pasty white, but you know, you're pastry white. Oh, 100% pastry white. I, I look like the Pillsbury Doughboy's alcoholic son. I'm like, fuck you, dad. I don't want to be a fucking croissant. I want to study art. You still wear a chef hat, though. Oh yeah, of course. Okay, it just looks cool. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Matches my complexion. Nah, it's fucking good to be back, man. We had some good times. We had a fuck. You had a big ass trip last week. I did, yeah. Can we go ahead and talk about that. Uh, yeah, we can a little bit. Uh, we're gonna do a an Ada Strange episode too. Kevin's gonna come by, and we're gonna Excellent. discuss it as well. But, Always uh, love those. Yeah, I did a little trip out to Cincinnati for my first horror convention. And, uh, it was Horcon. That's what it was called. Right? Uh, Horror Hound, yeah. Horcon. <laughs> Horror, yeah. Horcon. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it was a nice time. Kevin ended up doing, uh, one of his, it was his second best ever show as a, as a Strangeville, uh, convention. So that was good. Excellent. We all had a good time. <clears throat> Lots of, uh, new Strangeville fans. So you can never be too mad at that. That's what we love, man. Yeah. Spreading that love. Oh yeah, we gotta just fucking. We always gotta pump up Kevin. He's just the fucking man, dude. Oh yeah, he's just he's he's living the dream. And he's just nonstop, like just sitting there at the table with him. He came up with like three different ideas for other like comics and shit over the weekend, just while sitting there. And, like, dude, it's it's so wild, like with Kevin, like uh, I don't want to come off sounding like I'm sucking his dick too hard, but it's almost like the idea of like talking to a dude like Elon Musk, where it's like your brain works so differently than how my brain fucking works. Oh yeah. That it's just it's it's almost daunting to talk to him. You're like, oh, you like you see the world in more colors than I do. Like you have way more ideas than I ever had. Yeah, and able the ability to bring them into fruition too. Like mm-hmm. just, yeah, not only having them but being able to capitalize on them too. It's like, he's doing a lot of shit, and all I do is just talk shit into a microphone. <laughs> Technically, we're both creators. <laughs> yeah, that's the injustice of the world. <laughs> Yeah. No, I'm I'm really really happy to hear you guys had a great time and that he just was fucking just doling out dollars out there, man. Oh, yeah. Just fucking selling his ass off. Fucking A B C always be closing, son. All day. Did he give you any coffee at all? Or was he like, No, you can't have coffee till you sell it all? Yeah, basically I, I didn't get any coffee till Sunday. So. Coffee is for closers. <laughs> <laughs> I've been selling cars for twenty six years. What's your name? Fuck you! That's my name! <laughs> no, that's awesome to hear you guys had such a great fucking time and that Kevin was making some money and getting his fucking art out there. Even more importantly, getting the art out there. That's right. Getting new fans, getting, getting followers. Oh, yeah. I mean, he apparently gave me the best fucking uh, sales bit for it, which is like, hey, you like fucked up shit? Yeah. It works. I mean, as soon as they say yeah, they're like, okay, well, we got you now. We're really yeah, I mean, in. Yeah. I can't think of a better way to get somebody into the... Uh, the, the, the strange universe, I guess we would call it. Yeah, at this point. Between the books and comics and the books, the comics, movies. The and, card games yep. and everything else. Yep. Like the strangerverse. I don't know what we're going for. <laughs> the the high nominon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know a better way to sell it than be like, hey, you look fucked up shit? Because I'm about to show you some shit that's going to make your shit look normal, dog. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to show you a whole other level of fucked up. Oh, yeah. And that was a good follow-up, too. It was like, uh, if you do, you're not going to find more fucked-up shit than what's right here at this yeah. table. I can guarantee you, you walk, walk around. around. Yeah. <laughs> you walk this whole fucking floor. I guarantee mm-hmm. you this shit's going to look vanilla compared to what I got right here, Doug. Yep, you'll be back. <laughs> I, 
everybody else is smoking weed and you're handing out mushrooms is basically what's happening. <laughs> like, you want to see some colors? You want to go to a different world. Mm-hmm. Which one do you want? <laughs> Great time, though. A lot of good people out in Cincinnati. House, you know, some good horror fans. Oh, fuck yeah. That's that's a good city, man. They were turning out. Yeah, apparently it's one of the biggest horror conventions in the oh, States. Oh, fuck yeah. So. Cincy's what up, man. That's a great, there's, there's a great comedy spot up there, too, up, up oh, yeah? in Cincy. Oh, okay. yeah. Kind of wish I'd seen a little more of the city. I was a little too tired every night, just basically crashed back at the hotel. Because <laughs> you were, yes, because you were doing work. Yeah, it was. Putting that work in, son. That's what Kevin was like. He's like, you're, you're not, you ain't sitting behind a computer anymore, IT boy. You're out here working. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. Call <laughs> me out. And yeah, here, hustling. Mm-hmm. Get the hustle on, dog. Get that fucking, uh, he, he was running you like a street hooker. Like, Basically, Come on, yeah. bitch, don't you be making some motherfucking money? Yep. What's this right here? Mr. Franklin's looking a little lonely, don't you think? That's right. Is Kevin Strange going to have to choke a bitch? <laughs> <laughs> Every time I'm taking a little rest behind the, the counter, and he's like, as soon as like three people walk by, he's like, there went some sales. I was like, yeah. fuck, you're right. Yeah. I got to get out there. <laughs> Thanks, bro. Appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is he, he's he's glad show, I drug you out here. He's going to show up for the next convention with like a giant purple coat and a giant felt hat. <laughs> just anytime you miss a body, like he'll just fucking go, you want me to go upside your head? Don't make me show you the back of my hand. Show, you my, you. show you my strange hand. See what happens. <laughs> These ain't only for drawing comics. You see what this do? I'm going to draw some fucking discipline upside your forehead. You keep it up. <laughs> Yeah, great time. He's uh, halfway through the circuit now for this year. So Beautiful. that was his that was his fourth show of the year, and he's got four more left coming up here in the next two months. So. Right on, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Fucking big ups to Kev and the rest of the strange community. Way to be, guys. Uh, and also thanks for you know letting us sort of worm in on your shit and maybe get a couple more listens out of it. That's so right. I appreciate that. Yeah. Thank you, sir. Yep, he's going to post this out. Uh, well, not this one, but uh, the interview out to the followers. Right. So, yeah. Put a little rush on that one, so it'll definitely you'll hear that before you hear this. But. Oh yeah, hundred percent. That one's coming out first. <laughs> yeah, because he's got only two <clears throat> weeks left on the campaign right now. So for the new Indiegogo. No, you're you're gonna have to be putting some overtime in for that one. I, I am. Yeah, the, the, this weekend go. is just dedicated to editing podcasts. So otherwise, he's gonna go upside your head. That's so right. You gotta watch yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Make me show you the back of my hand. But how you doing? What um, what'd you do without me? Did you miss me? Did you cry? No, I was mostly just drunk. Oh, okay. That's usually what I do. I just How's your much. fantasy team? How'd you do? I did win week one. Did you? Okay, nice. Oh, yeah, dude. I had fucking DeAndre Hopkins for one, Ooh. who got me about like 30-something fucking points. Okay, yeah, that helps. And then, uh, so I did week, I did win week one. Okay. I'm still thinking I'm going to auto-draft next year for the first week, because <laughs> I just got a Melcher curse that just fucking, yeah. whoever I draft is going to get fucking injured. That's just how that happens, dog. If, if, if I pick you up in the first... Two to three rounds, mm-hmm. you're out for the season. I don't know what to tell you. That's just how it works. I'm gonna start using it to my advantage. Yeah. Like, yeah, I'm gonna draft fucking Patrick Mahomes first round, <laughs> take his ass out. Let Tom Brady get a couple yeah. of rings. You're the Madden curse. This is the Melcher curse. Yeah, you're the Melcher curse. <laughs> like, you're not gonna finish the season, and I'm also not gonna win. But at least yeah. Brady might get some more rings. I don't care. You ain't even getting any royalties for being on the cover. You're just getting fucked. Dude, all it, 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 it ain't about that. It's about the love of the game. I'm like Gretzky <laughs> over here, son. Yeah. I'm doing it because I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, did that. Uh, other than that, not much. Just okay. hung around my house, drank a lot. My uh, dad and my little brother both have COVID right now, so oh, that's shit. fun. Okay. They're doing all right. They were both vaccinated, so it's cool. All right. And uh, dad actually just, uh, big shout-outs to Papa Melcher. He just got uh, his 
he was at the hospital earlier today and got his monoclonal antibodies or whatever the fuck that is. The like big IV drip they did to like senators and stuff like that. Oh, okay. He just got that done to him earlier today. So, because his uh, health insurance, uh, well, fuck, what's the word? The deductible. He'd already blown through his deductible, so now anything he does at this point is free. Just, okay. Yeah, yeah, so he was like, fuck it, let's throw the kitchen sink at this motherfucker. Let's go. <laughs> Test me up, yeah. <laughs> like, let's do everything. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Fucking bring in some stupid shaman yeah. and have him kill a goat in front That's of right. me. That's right. Fucking see if it works. I don't Sonogram, let's see if I'm pregnant. Who knows? <laughs> bring in my dick. <laughs> but yeah, they, they should be pulling through here pretty good. He was doing better and everything else. Good to hear, good to hear. They're going to be fine. I'm not even worried about it. I mean... That fucking dude walks three and a half miles a day. That's right. Like he's he doesn't look like he's he's in shape until you get in his face. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, no, his fucking biceps are like twenty inches across. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he'll he'll fuck you up if he wants to. He owes me a dance at your wedding, so <laughs> he's gonna just choke you out. It's gonna be amazing. I, know. I can't wait. He's put you through a table. <laughs> <laughs> He puts you to the table and the Stone Cold Steve Austin music starts playing yeah. and chugs a beer. <laughs> <laughs> he just flips off everybody. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, other than that, I had a pretty boring life. I wasn't with you guys on the uh, on the trail. I've just been working and hating my job and okay, okay. doing my best to be funny. Still not working. Mm. You know, it's... 29 years of this eventually i'm gonna get funny well you'd think they right. say it takes 50 years to be a uh genius in something mm-hmm. so or uh, what is it uh, Ten thousand hours to become competent at a skill or something like that yeah yeah but i'm not trying to be competent i'm trying to be funny it's right. different. So those, those are two different things so i'm, I'm thinking episode 420 i'm mm-hmm. gonna fucking i'm gonna blow oh. the, i'm gonna blow the ears off this motherfucker son well i mean we'll be blazed up for 420 so also if we do an episode 420 mm-hmm. i'm having kevin here and we're gonna get fucking high as shit <laughs> i'm gonna finally do a show with like kev okay because i never got to do one with him yet so nice we're that, would, that would be appropriate f- we're gonna get high as fuck and we're gonna argue about what's the best 80 slasher movies Ooh, it's yeah. gonna be a seven and a half hour long podcast everybody strap in i think so yeah that's, that's a three-parter i'm not even editing that shit <laughs> <laughs> it's just going part. out there. Yeah. That's a three part for sure. <laughs> Guaranteed. I'm gonna have to up my like uh <clears throat> Google uh capacity for, <laughs> for uh, holding the podcast. Yeah. Put it on the cloud. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, other than that, let's see. I watched um I did finally watch the new Suicide Squad. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. The uh, James Gunn Suicide mm-hmm. Squad. Yeah. I don't know if, if you the guys... Suicide Squad. Yeah, the Suicide Squad. I forgot that that's what he named it. Um I liked it. I'll be honest with you. I thought it was awesome. I'm a fan. Yeah, it uh, seems like the people were a little higher on it than I was initially, but uh, I still liked it. It was fun. I think uh, part of the reason I loved it so much. I mean, granted, I'm a little biased because I'm I'm a big fan of jams. Uh, I'm <laughs> big Christ. fun of jams. Big fan of jams. <laughs> pick them up, pick them up, pick them up. I'm a big fan of James Gunn. Right. And uh, so, you know, I'm a little biased on there. Dude's from St. Louis. He clearly has the same taste in movies that I do. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to like the shit that he makes. Yep. So even with that, though, I still enjoyed it. I thought it was fucking tight. Like, mm-hmm. he was clearly still trying to do something with it, but have fun at the same time. Yeah. He has a thing that I always want from uh, movie creators, which is take your art seriously, but not yourself seriously. You Definitely, know I mean? like, yeah. Like, make a well-done movie, but, you know, have some fun with it, too, while you're at it. Like... You have to just suck your own dick the whole right. time. Don't. He was. 
He was almost a little too out of control, though, I think. I think he could have been reined in a little bit better, you know, tighten it up a bit more. I really liked it that he was that out of control because he kind of brought me back to, like, the original Suicide Squad comics. Okay. Because the original Suicide Squad comics from, like, the 80s were Mm -hmm. fucking out there. They were nuts, and it was just, like... Because it was all, like, B-C-list villains that, like, essentially DC and the main characters, or the main creators were like, yeah, you can do whatever you want with these guys. And so it was, like, a lot of... uh, starting out writers kind of cut their teeth on that shit and so they were like let's just fucking do whatever i want with it then and like they they wrote some fucking out there shit so like i kind of like that he sort of kept that with it where he's like let's just fucking nuts with this and just kind of see what happens like i'm gonna use fucking uh starro <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. fucking why not let's just put starro in there just like uh harley quinn the the animated show the like, king shark stole the day for me like, exactly that, that's that was some good shit that was cool. Did you see who uh, voiced him, by the way? <laughs> yeah, Stallone. Sly Stallone, son. <laughs> That's so great. Yeah. Apparently him and James Gunn are friends. I was unaware of that. Oh, okay. I was reading that on the... Uh, well, that I makes had... sense because he was in Guardians too, also. So. Yeah, that's a good point. Uh, yeah, I was reading that on the uh, IMDb trivia that apparently him and Sly are like pretty good buddies. Okay. And like the way he like sold that voice role to Sly was like, hey, you know, like... You know, it's going to be kind of fun, like, sort of, like, Groot from Guardian style, but, like, it's a, it's only going to take you a day to do it. I just need you to sort of, like, if you feel like doing it, you can do it. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'll, I'll fucking do that. I don't care. It sounds like fun. It's <laughs> a he, decent Stallone. I don't know if I've ever heard of Stallone Dude, before. I'm a decent, I, I got a decent Stallone. Yeah. He's just like, oh, yeah, I was just gonna, that, that sounds like fun. Let's go ahead and do that. And then he apparently loved it, too. He's like, this is a lot of fun. I'm having a lot of... Everybody's just loose and hanging out and talking to a microphone. I can't even complain. <laughs> and then, like, the whole shit with, like, Harley's whole shit. I love the way they treated Harley in that movie. And again, bias here. Because Harley oh, Quinn's one of my favorite characters of all time. I love Harley Quinn. And I think Margot Robbie is a fantastic Harley Quinn. And a big part of that is the fact that she is also a huge fan of the character of Harley Quinn. But they, like, her and James Gunn apparently had talks beforehand where she pointed out the fact, like, a big problem with the last Suicide Squad movie is, like, you can't make Harley an integral character to any kind of movie because she's a chaos agent. Like, she needs to be able to just fuck around, basically. That's what she is. And she comes in and just shoots chaos into it. So they were like, okay, well, we'll write something else and let's just go fucking wild with it. Like, some of the shit they did in that movie with her was fucking fantastic, <laughs> dude. I loved it. Very off the wall, yeah. It was also, there's quite a few subtle nods to be like, hey, that last Suicide Squad movie sucked and you all know it. Like, let's just go ahead and get that off the fucking table now. <laughs> but they don't close the door on any of it at all either. Like, no, of course not. They're, they're going to still leave it open. Mm-hmm. But it's also like, hey, we all know that that sucked, guys. We're aware. <laughs> don't worry about it. Kind of like this newer version of Waller, too. That made more sense to me. Mm-hmm. You know, just the, the fucking, like, super bitch, basically. Yeah, I mean, it's, like, she's, essentially she's Hillary Clinton. Yeah. She, she was a bit too nice overall in the, in the first one, I yeah. thought. And I'm not getting political there, but she's, like, she's Hillary Clinton. She's supposed to be the, the cold, dead woman who just, like, <laughs> national security, kill anyone who matters, right. cover up the secrets kind of shit. Yeah. And, uh, and everyone's going to fucking listen to me because of who I am. Right, exactly. Right. She's just got so much power on her. But, like, yeah, I thought that was great. I thought um, fucking John Cena was hilarious <laughs> yeah. in that. As much as I kind of hate John Cena now after that whole <laughs> Hong Kong bullshit, yeah. he was still pretty funny in that movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited for the Peacemaker show. I think that'll be fun. That's fair. And then fucking, I mean, I've talked enough about Idris Elba on this podcast. I think Idris, Idris Elba is one of my favorite actors living right now. 
that dude is a fucking great actor. And he pretty much killed that role. And, like, uh, the fucking guy who played uh, uh, Polka Dot Man was really awesome. Oh, yeah, yeah. He put some subtlety to it. I kind of like that. A little like, bit, yeah. Because, like, Polka Dot Man is kind of a bullshit character anyway. <laughs> so, like, I kind of like that they were like, yeah, we'll do something kind of fun with it and just let him do something with it. Mm-hmm. And, like, they just gave him, they gave him, like, a canvas and let him just use his tools and fuck around. Right. So. I appreciate the, the subtle use of Taika, like, for no more screen time oh, than he yeah, got. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. really touched me at the end there, dude. That's, Fuck yeah, yeah, why would it not? Was, dude, it's so funny going sentimental. back now knowing, like, now that I'm such a Taika stan, mm-hmm. essentially, because, like, Taika's my fucking boy. Like, he's been in so much shit that I like. <laughs> and I'm like, fucking Taika's a fucking man. Like, I just want to hang out with him and James Gunn and fucking David Fincher. That's all I want to do. <laughs> so we get drunk with those three and just fucking throw them movie ideas all the whole time. Yeah. You would have a heart on the entire time. Mm-hmm. Just, oh, this is everything I want. Oh, I'd be fucking jacking it hard. Just fucking jacking it. And then, uh, other than that, I mean... Got excited for a couple video game trailers. Uh, yeah. The God of War Ragnarok dropped. I'm fucking super hyped for that, yeah. obviously, as oh, yeah. we all know. We'll be talking about that a little later. So Nice. Fucking Ryan Hurst is going to be tro- uh, fucking Thor. How fucking tight is that? That's pretty sick. That's fucking Opie from Sons of Anarchy. And I've been told I look like that guy, so that makes me happy. Oh. So once again, you look like Thor. Exactly. Yeah. And maybe then, maybe and, not as fat this time. I don't know, I'm, but I'm about as fat as the guy in the in the Ragnarok Thor. I'll be out. <laughs> oh yeah, okay. I'm pretty heavy. It's cool. I'm gonna get past. It. I'm gonna start working out. It's fine. Okay. Don't worry about it, okay. guys. I definitely don't have like a crippling self esteem issue. It's fine. Okay, good. Yeah, we're all good. No, like yeah. it doesn't even matter. You don't have a wedding coming I'm, up in a few months yeah, either. No, I'm so. not gonna hang myself tomorrow. It's okay, fine. Good. Saturday maybe, but not well, tomorrow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, other than that, I really haven't done much. I've just been kind of chilling and drinking a lot. That's. Okay. basically what I do. There we go. And just wait to record and try to get all my uh, all my feelings out. I just need all my feelings. Yep. I need people to feel me. I'm kind of your therapist here, aren't I? Just sitting here I like acknowledging think, you. I like to think that the fans are my therapists. Oh, okay. So I'm just nothing to you. I see I how it is. <laughs> I'm nothing. You're like my medium. I'm a spirit <laughs> from beyond the grave, and mm-hmm. you're my medium, and we're just teaching them. I'm, I'm your channel. Just as long as everyone realizes how much I fucking hate the Joker movie. That's all I care about. <laughs> that's the bottom line here, that's really, like, folks. Like, that's all I need to get through. I don't care. <laughs> I just hate that movie so much. Take a little break, and we'll do some topics. Yeah, I gotta, I'm kind of doing the PP dance. Might as well. Yeah. All right. That sounds good. Yeah. We'll get into some topics. We'll see you in a bit. Fucking A. It is time for topics, then? Yeah, I think it's topic time. All right. Well, we're going to have to start, and you, you know where this is going. Yeah, this is, a, this is a, a somber one here. Yeah. Norm MacDonald has passed away at the age of 61. Nine-year battle with cancer. He didn't even tell anybody about it, man. Yeah. It's the wildest part. Yeah. Because he's like, it's going to bring everybody down. I don't want that. Exactly. I can't be funny if they're feeling sorry for me. He's just like... And that makes sense, like in a weird, oh, twisted way. Like, I could see that. I don't, like, it doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, I think I've talked about Norm on this podcast a hundred fucking times at this point. Like, he was, I used to always say he was the funniest dude alive. So, I mean, now I have to change that. Yeah. But, I mean, he's just. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you're on record for that, like, 30 episodes ago. Right, dude, I'll, I'll fucking go to bat for that. I don't give a shit. That guy was so fucking funny, man. Like, Norm MacDonald was, he was like pure comedy. Mm-hmm. He was like what, uh, 
fucking uh, Andy Kaufman wanted to be. Because <laughs> I've, I've also, I'm on record for saying that Andy Kaufman wasn't that funny. Everybody wants to act like he's this fucking brilliant blah, blah, blah. Mm. Norm MacDonald did what he tried to do, but Norm was funny while doing that. And he's a fucking, he's one of the funniest dudes. Uh, he's literally top ten funniest guys who's ever lived on this planet. Yeah. He's amazing. Oh, yeah. Like, you can, you can go back. I was actually, a couple days ago, it's funny, because, like, you know, he died, like, yesterday, I think. Uh, Tuesday, yeah. Tuesday. Um, about a week or two before that, I was taking a shower, and I always, uh, I bring my phone with me in the shower to watch, like, YouTube or something like that, just to, like, you know, have something playing while I'm taking a shower. Sure, yeah. And I just found a video that was, like, all of Norm MacDonald's on, uh, uh, what was it? Fucking the weekend update on oh, SNL. Oh yeah, yeah, perfect. And it was all of his OJ bits. Oh, <laughs> the, the shit he got fired for, oh, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I got fired, and you watch those, and they're still funny. I mean, they're like twenty year old <laughs> bits, and it's yeah. fucking hilarious. He just has his amazing delivery for all of his shit, and that guy, he Norm Macdonald, understood comedy more than anyone else who will ever live. He was like a Beethoven of comedy. Yeah. He would just break shit down and do it in, like, terrible ways. He would do shit that was clearly not funny, but because you knew he was doing it that way, it was funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, he just had that amazing ability to do that shit. Mm-hmm. Perfect example of that is that, that fucking Bob Saget roast that you sent me, like, three years ago. <laughs> where he tells, like, the worst possible jokes, but people just start, like, oh, shit, this you is what he's doing. He's, he's doing this on purpose, and then they started fucking cracking up at it. Because he he's going off. The first four, like, just bomb completely, yeah. though, and he doesn't care. He just sticks with it. Yeah, like, that's what throws everybody off, because he's, yeah. he's doing it, and he's going 100% on it. Oh, too. yeah. And, like, I mean, like, as a comedian, to really lean into something like that. Mm-hmm. And then, like, and he just keeps going, and, like, the crowd's not with him. And he yeah. just, like, he batters the crowd back into his side. Like, yeah. He just makes you start laughing. Because you're like, <laughs> at this point, it's just fucking hilarious that he's still doing it. He's like, oh, oh yeah. yeah. Yeah, is it? Is it still fucking funny? <laughs> I'm going to do it again. Yeah. <laughs> the one that got me the most in that was like, oh, yeah, you're a vegan now. I still think you're full of baloney. I was like... <laughs> That's such the lamest insult ever, it's but so it's just stupid. <laughs> my my favorite one from that roast anyway that mm-hmm. he had was uh he wasn't even on the dais. Somebody else was on the dais and he's sitting there reading a newspaper <laughs> on the stage. Okay. And like, Norm, are you okay? You paying attention? He's like, Yeah, he goes, I uh wanted to hear something funny, so I'm reading Marmaduke. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody just loses their fucking mind because they're like, God damn it, like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you just have these cold cuts into you where you're like, God damn it, that's funny. Like, yeah. you can't deny that it's funny. The dude, like, I mean, and he was also, like, I don't want to get political or anything like that, but he was basically the last soldier on the line of comedy versus political correctness. Yeah. Where he has never, ever fucking censored himself oh yeah yeah. he refuses to censor himself and he was he's probably the last one to ever do that at this point like maybe bill burr's kind of up there but he's not i mean and i love bill bill burr i'm not talking shit on, on bill burr i think he's fucking hilarious but he's not norm mcdonald right he's just not and i think he would say the same thing yeah in fact i'm pretty sure he did say the same thing on his twitter mm-hmm 
But I mean, he was just, he was so goddamn funny, man. Like, Norm MacDonald, I was bummed because I didn't hear about it yet. I was still at work. I didn't, like, had a chance to check my Twitter or anything. Okay, yeah. And you would text me about yeah. it. And I was like, motherfucker, like, now my day's ruined at this point. Like, right. I went home and just watched a bunch of Norm Mac- MacDonald bits. I just fucked yeah. around and just watched a bunch of his shit. Like, his shit with OJ, that whole weekend update stuff was some of the best fucking things I've ever heard in my life. And oh, it's yeah. done so dry mm-hmm. and so passe that you almost miss the joke. Yeah. You have to go back and in your own brain to catch it, and then you're like, oh, that's fucking funny. Somehow ESPN still invited him to the ESPYs, and then he carries it on over there, too. <laughs> he just like, kept doing it. Oh, my God, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> he had the one bit on the ESPYs. He's like, yeah, he's like, you know, uh, Juice, is uh, he's a pretty good guy, except for that one night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Or the one guy that like won the Heisman that year, and he's like, "Oh yeah, they can never take that away from you unless you cut a guy's head off and <laughs> stab you your wife wait, to death." Unless you cut a waiter's head off and <laughs> stab your wife to death. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so goddamn funny. <laughs> yeah, but this is a IGN article here the, that announced his death and had some of the early tweets from different comedians and stuff. Hey, um, Brian Posehn's is really good. Real here. quick, before okay, we yeah. get into the tweets, I sure. want to just my favorite Norm McDonald joke about OJ Simpson was he did the weekend update the day after the non guilty verdict was put down. Okay, for the OJ Simpson trial, so he was found not guilty, mm-hmm. and he was like, "Breaking news from California: murder is now legal." <laughs> <laughs> God damn! That was his joke. That was it. <laughs> That's all he said. <laughs> Funniest goddamn thing. Just completely straight face too. Yeah, yeah. Dead face. No smirk, no nothing. Yeah. Yeah. It was like Walter Cronkite just sitting there with like papers in his hands, like breaking news from California, murder is now legal. <laughs> just like look straight in the camera. And just pause, yeah. I heard that in the shower and I started laughing so fucking hard. <laughs> Emma came in and was like, Are you okay? I'm like, I'm fine, don't worry about it. <laughs> he was definitely the master of the pause, dude. Oh, he's the best. He, he would just milk it for like almost too long, and right, no, you're just laughing again because it he makes stops. It funnier yeah, because exactly. He's, gone. he's the king. He was the king of fucking comedic timing. One hundred percent. Like, like I said, he had comedy down to almost a formula. Yeah. Like he just fucking had it. One of the funniest dudes ever. Like, top ten funniest guys in the history of fucking funny or humans. Yeah. Either one, he's still top ten. Apparently he he wrote his own biography, so I'm yeah. gonna have to check that out. I've, I've, we really need to read funny. that. Okay. It's fucking fantastic and really enlightening too, and like how sweet. Nice. Yeah, that's what uh, Posehn mentioned in his mm. uh, tweet. Do yourself a favor and pick up Norm Macdonald's book. One of the funniest things I've ever read. I've only called a handful of funny people a genius. He was one of them. I love you, Norm. R.I.P. You delightful weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> then uh, Edgar Wright came oh, out Edgar on him too. Wright, yeah. Of the many addictive rabbit holes you can disappear down on the internet, the most pleasurable is Norm MacDonald chat show appearances. Thanks for all the laughs, Norms. Very sorry to see you go. Yeah. He was apparently like one of Letterman's favorite guests ever. Oh, yeah. He was great. He was big on Conan, too. Conan loved oh, yeah. him. Because he used to go on Conan and fuck with him. Oh, really? He would refuse to do jokes on Conan's show and would just <laughs> talk normally. And, like, Conan would try to, like, because, like, Conan, he's my favorite late late night host. Right. Because Conan's good at, like, softball and shit into somebody so they can do, like, a joke with it. Mm-hmm. And Norm would sit there and just let it die. 
like, oh, yeah, no, that's a pretty funny story, Conan. <laughs> and just stare at him. <laughs> and just watch Conan break, like, God damn it, like, are you shitting me right now? <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> Richter just sitting there loving it probably. Oh, time. yeah, oh, everybody's fucking dying. Also, guys, do yourself a favor. Go watch the movie Dirty Work. Oh, Ron yeah? McDonald stars in it and wrote it. It's really? Him, it's him okay. and Artie I haven't Lang. seen this. Yeah, it's him and Artie Lang. Okay. And the whole fucking, like, it's it's, it's a typical 90s comedian wrote movie. Okay. But the whole thing is that uh, him and his buddy have to make money for, yeah, right there, 98. Oh, it was directed by Bob Saget. I didn't even know that. Yeah. But the whole thing is that they have to uh, make money for Artie Lang's dad to get, like, surgery. Okay. And the only thing those two are good at are, like, pulling pranks and fucking people over. <laughs> it's one of the funniest fucking movies I've ever seen. Fucking, really? uh, uh, God damn it, who's the one really funny? Oh, yeah, Don. Oh, fuck Rickles, yeah. yeah. Don Rickles is their boss at the movie theater. <laughs> they work at a movie theater at one point, and Rickles is their fucking boss, and he just rips him and Artie Lang apart. It's fucking hilarious. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to check this out. Oh, yeah. Do you... Do yourself a favor, Dirty Work. I'm pretty sure it's on Amazon Prime. Okay. So if you have Amazon Prime, you should be able to watch it on Prime Video. It is so fucking funny. I've watched that movie a hundred fucking times. <laughs> oh, dude, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. And it's him and Artie Lang, who Artie Lang is also one of the funniest fucking dudes ever. Love Artie Lang. Uh, it's a fucking great movie. Okay. So yeah, do, do yourself a favor, everybody out there in the A to Z world. Watch Dirty Work. Your girlfriend might not like it. It's kind of dude comedy, but it's worth it. It's fucking fantastic. Nice. Yeah, so. So, yeah, let's uh, do a little toast, a little moment of yeah. silence. Let's do it real quick. To Norm. I love yeah. you, brother. Thank yeah. you. Thanks for doing what you did, Norm. Absolutely. You were one of the funniest dudes who's ever lived, and we all appreciate it. We're going to have last for years to come from him, man. Dude, you can still watch it. Like, like yeah. I'm saying, I'm watching 92 episodes of, like, 1992 episodes of SNL, and he's still fucking funny. Yeah. It's great. He has a great bit where, uh, it's something about, they did a story about uh, car crashes or something like that, and it's like, more of them are done by women. He's like, so women shouldn't have driver's licenses. And everybody gets pissy. He's like, also, you'll notice in the pie graph, the percentages don't add up to 100%. Because that graph was written by a woman. <laughs> so, like, everybody's like, oh, boo. And he goes, I'm kidding. We don't hire women here. <laughs> and then again, and they, and they didn't oh, really back then. Boo, yeah. boo, boo. And then he goes, by the way, that joke was written by a woman. So, now you know what the hell to think, do you? <laughs> Frozen in your track. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, fucking won, didn't I? <laughs> Fuck you. Well, we're going to transition as best we can here back into some, some regular topics. You know, I usually like to start with something wacky and weird. Word. And this is one uh, one of those things like, why the fuck did they do this? And you might have heard about this. It kind of flew under the radar. Mountain Dew is uh, going to release a new flavor called Flamin' Hot. <laughs> So, Why? so the Pepsi company also owns the chips, like Flamin' Hot Cheetos, and right. they're gonna, yeah, they're, yeah, it's all free to they're, they're taking the the Flamin' Hot flavor and, and and introducing it to Mountain Dew. Why don't they just cut out the middleman and just make Four Loco again? Like, just fucking put some vodka in there, yeah. and then I'll buy it. Like, who gives a shit? And they're even selling it exclusively through the Mountain Dew online store, which there's I didn't mountain, know was a thing. There's yeah. a Mountain Dew online store? Apparently. I was wrong. Capitalism mm. is a mistake. I apologize, mm-hmm. everyone. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Are you shitting me? Yeah. 
I'll do a this article. Go ahead and read some of this. This is from IGN. It's uh, <clears throat> Seth Macy's the one that wrote it. It's, it's kind of funny. The marriage of the two PepsiCo products, Mountain Dew and Cheetos, doesn't seem like it should work. But I, for one, have great faith in Mountain Dew's ability to pull this one off. Promising a combination of sweet citrus dew with a new spicy goodness. <laughs> it's the Mountain Dew flavor no one asked for, but they did it anyway. And history will remember them for it. This is literally the reason why Skynet happens. Mountain Dew flaming hot. <laughs> Ten years from now, we're all fucking fighting robots. I'm just letting you know now. Yeah. This is written by an AI. The fucking simulation is breaking down. This is bullshit. Back to the article. Yeah. <laughs> On top of introducing the new flavor, Mountain Dew and Broken Promises, whoever the fuck that is. I think it's a, a t-shirt company. Cool. Good for you. Keep it up. Are collaborating on an apparel drop to memorize this momentous flavor occasion. I'm not saying that word. I refuse to. <laughs> yeah. The pre-sale will be available exclusively to subscribers on the Broken Promises app. Why do you have a <laughs> don't have a t-shirt app? Yeah. Guys, if you're listening to me and you have a fucking t-shirt app, delete it. Go outside. Stop it. Yeah. Turn the podcast off. Go outside, touch grass, and do some push-ups. Get rid of your fucking t-shirt apps. You shouldn't have a t-shirt app. How are you gonna get those exclusive shirts though? God, this is how fucking Skynet wins. You're all trying to lose. I'm like goddamn John Connor out here. I'm trying to save us all. Uh, on Broken Promises app on Friday, September 3rd at 11 p.m. Oh, so it's already dropped. Right, sorry, yeah. Uh, if you're not a subscriber, you can access the line at the Broken Promises website beginning September 4th. So yeah, go ahead and fucking jump on there. Yeah. Again, this is from the article. This is not my yeah, words. Yeah, yeah. As someone who unironically loves Mountain Dew, I like the Baja Blast. I will admit that. Do you? Okay. Mountain Dew Baja Blast is pretty fucking top notch. From Taco Bell, you get a couple of chalupas and a Baja Blast. Oh yeah, dog. That's okay. What's up. Okay. Uh, as someone who unironically loves Mountain Dew, I'm anxious to try this new flavor. I don't let my enthusiasm for the bland, the <laughs> fuck for the brand cloud my judgment either. While I love the new Baja Punch, I haven't had that yet. Okay. Putting it at or near the top of my personal rankings, I thought the Baja Flash, I haven't had that either, tasted like carbonated suntan lotion. <laughs> I mean, this is just this is just going to taste like fucking fizzy tongue hurt. Like, yeah. this is the worst fucking idea ever. And look this, at this artwork. It's like... <laughs> the fucking artwork looks like somebody uploaded Fred Durst's brain into a computer. <laughs> That's the worst thing I've ever seen. I'd rather French kiss my dad. Spicy meats, sweet. This is the fucking worst thing ever. This looks like the worst. Throwing the horns, man. This looks like the album cover to an Offspring cover band. <laughs> I don't, I don't want this to exist. You know what? Hopefully, we're all going to die in a nuclear winter soon, so it doesn't matter. But this is. I fucking, think we're going to have to order some for the podcast. This man. is horseshit. I will drink a can of this on the podcast if somebody wants to buy a, a can of it. Okay. I'm only drinking one. Though, yeah. And I'm going to put vodka in it. Okay. This is fucking cinnamon horrible. vodka for the extra spice. No, I can't oh. do cinnamon vodka. <laughs> I think I've told that story. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's why I was bringing it up. I thought it was funny. Yeah. No, I'll, I will put Tito's in it. <laughs> if someone wants to buy a can of it, I will do a live review of the flaming hot yeah. dew. You know what? This is episode sixty-eight. What better for episode sixty-nine than a, a flaming hot dew Fuck. review? I mean, besides the fact that you have three that you have to fucking edit right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
This is fucking horseshit. This is the fucking simulation is breaking down. We're yeah. all in a pod. This is bullshit. <laughs> fuck this. Fuck your terrible clip art fucking graphic design. It's the perfect way to cool down while you heat things up. My generation is the worst generation. I want you all to know that. I don't want to sound like an old man, but yeah, at, this least, is at least you own it. You one hundred percent millennials did this shit. I can guarantee. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Caution, extremely hot. Caution, extremely terrible idea. <laughs> hey, do you want to get a lot of caffeine in you yeah. and also destroy your butthole? Yeah. Well, guess what? <laughs> Just fucking make Four loco again. <laughs> Cut out the middleman. We don't need any of this corporate product placement bullshit. Just give us some goddamn Four locos. If you're going to do a flaming Hot Mountain Dew and there's no fucking alcohol in it, then you're clearly not even fucking trying. <laughs> if you want to go all in on the shit post reality, which I'm fine with, then fucking go all in on it. Or fucking put some CBD in it or something. I don't fucking know. Give fucking free tabs of ecstasy with every fucking can of flaming Hot Dew you buy. You fucking cocks. This is bullshit. I love it. I'm so into it. <laughs> Come and zoom to Zach's refrigerator. I will, I, I will do a live... Well, not a live. But oh, yeah. I will record a review of the flaming Dew. <laughs> There you go, fans. Let's get the, you responding the, there. The fucking artwork on that is so atrocious. Oh, it makes me fucking angry. That's what it originally caught my eye. I was like, I, I just had to show him this. And then the article was like, oh, that's pretty funny, too. So. It looks like the kind of tattoos that my old Coke dealer had. <laughs> we gotta make sure to save some of those photos so we can tweet them out when this episode finally drops so we right. can see it. <laughs> yeah. Next up, we're gonna pivot to some television news. Well, TV episodes. Nobody watches really... television Yeah, anymore. it's on Netflix, actually. Hey, so... guess what, Grandpa? No one watches TV anymore. The showrunner of The Witcher, no. Lauren Schmidt, uh, Hisrich, 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 yeah, okay, Hisrich, signs an overall deal with Netflix. Okay, so she signed a multi-year overall deal uh, that was announced back in August, and it will see her write and produce scripted series content and other creative projects for the platform, oh. while also continuing to serve as showrunner and executive producer of The Witcher. So, so she's going to do stuff besides The Witcher, then. Right. Okay, but they've, like, they've locked her in, so that's also like a good sign that they're probably going to continue it for a few more seasons. You know, I'm pretty sure they've already been guaranteed at least three seasons of The okay. Witcher, if I'm not mistaken. There we go. Excuse me. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken. And she's doing, uh, she's doing her corporate best thing. She's thrilled to have found her home at Netflix and can't wait to continue what's been an incredibly fulfilling creative partnership. Yeah, until Disney calls her, and then she ruins the last season. <laughs> <laughs> While my heart belongs to the Witcher franchise, I equally look forward to digging in on other exciting projects for their global audience in the years to come. I mean, the woman, she's clearly fucking talented. Oh, yeah, yeah. The first season of The Witcher is some of the greatest fucking right. shit ever made. And I didn't know this, but uh, before The Witcher, she was a co-executive producer on two Marvel shows for 2017's The Defenders and Daredevil. Okay. Which I never watched The Defenders, shows, but so. Daredevil's fucking fantastic. Absolutely. That fucking hallway fight is still oh, one of the dude. best fight scenes ever made. Absolutely. Good for her, girl. Make yeah. your money and get your fucking, get your shit on. Yeah. The girl knows what she's fucking doing. She's great at it. We all watch the first season of The Witcher. I watch it once a week. That's right. It's fucking awesome. And now they got it locked in. Maybe they'll get her some other shit that might be fun. There you go. And that's uh, December, right? December 17th, I believe. Like the week before Christmas is when that drops. December 17th or 11th or something okay. like that, yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for it. I'm going to get wine drunk and watch that whole fucking season in one night. There we go. Can't wait. <laughs> 
Speaking of streaming shows, uh, we don't have to watch the trailer again. I already did show you that a, a week or so ago. But, yeah, I think we need to watch this yesterday or, uh, or last week. I mean. Yeah, uh, Wheel of Time <laughs> actually dropped a, a new trailer, right? the first trailer for the show for Amazon Prime. Uh, it's going to be pre- premiering the first three episodes on November 19th. So uh, and then they'll be releasing a new episode every week up until Christmas Eve will be the, the season finale. Tight. Okay, right on. Uh, as we mentioned before, already renewed for season two. They're in the middle of filming that right now, so it's it's, it's actually looking pretty good. The, uh, the the trailer's exciting. I'm excited for. It. You're gonna be starting the read here soon in yeah, a couple no, weeks. So. I should have uh, yeah, I should have the first book done before November easily. Nice. Yeah, we can revisit our book episodes for that then going I don't know. forward. I talk too much during those. So. Well, yeah, that's true. You do, but uh, I mean Emma and I can revisit it then that's at least. That's fair. Yeah, yeah, you guys can do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, sh- I should easily have the first book done. I'm I'm gonna my kind of goal is to have the first three books done before the first episode drops. Yeah, because I figure by three books in, I'll know if I want to keep reading the rest of them or not. Right, right. Yeah, no, I mean it. it, it and it's a journey. Yeah, you'll you'll definitely be entwined in it for a while. So yeah. and the make sure show, you like it before you commit to it. Like the fucking show looks great. Yeah, it really does. Like, and you know, I know that the uh, you know Brandon Sanderson, the guy who wrote uh, the. Stormlight Archives that I'm mm-hmm. a big fan of. Right. He was a big fan of these books that, in yep. fact, wrote the last three. Yeah, yeah. The, uh, the wife of Robert Jordan, after his passing, uh, handpicked Sanderson to complete the, the final stories. Yeah, because so. him, him and Jordan were like buds. Yeah, yeah. They met at conventions and stuff and were hanging out. And I think he even had, like, exclusive access. Like, Jordan was showing him stuff like, you know, character arcs and stuff like that for future novels that sure. before anybody else knew anything. Right so. On. He That's trusted like, him really well, and like, and they have similar writing styles, from, oh, yeah, from what I'm told sure. too. No, so, yeah. Sanderson definitely takes from uh, Jordan, like, yeah, he, and he admits that himself. Okay, good. Oh no, he said that several times. He's like, he's like, oh yeah, no, he's like, I write like Jordan because I was a big fan of Jordan. Like that's why I write like him because nice. that's the kind of books that I liked. Yeah. But uh, no, it's it like I'm I'm excited for it. The fucking show looks great. Whether I like the first book or not, the show looks fucking top notch. Oh so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna watch the show regardless. It's gonna be a fun watch. Yeah. Oh, Amazon Prime. Anybody out there with a Prime subscription, just definitely check it out. But I think I'm gonna like the books. Yep. We got a lot of Cowboy Bebop news oh, yeah. since the last time we've talked. I've seen some of these. I'm okay, yeah. So we got we got images uh, from uh, late August. So I was gonna show you some of those on camera here. There's yeah. Faye and Jet and Spike. Mm-hmm. Spike again. Okay. Fucking Ayn is in here somewhere, and I'm super excited for it. Okay. The fucking Corgi, the dog. Oh, yeah. That's Ayn. Yeah, okay. that's my boy. Dude, they couldn't have casted Jet better. <laughs> he looks <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly like the character of Jet. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, there's a little <clears> doggy. Yeah, there he is. There's Ayn. There's my boy. <laughs> he's a good boy. He's he? a good boy. Is he a good boy? Oh, he's a good boy. This looks a little interesting. Dude, I'm so, like, I'm so torn on it, because yeah. it looks like they're doing a lot of work with it, and they clearly care, but I've seen every other Netflix live-action adaptation of... Fucking show got ripped for it, though, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. Was was oh, Spike fucking... ripped in the in the show also? Oh, yeah, no, he's super... Actually, okay. I was about to bring up on this uh, shot here, you see him, he's doing Wing Chun Kung Fu, that's part of the uh, dummy that he's working on. Oh, okay, with the, the spread open yeah. palm thing okay um that is actually it's an offshoot of jeet kune do which is the martial art that bruce lee invented oh yeah and in the anime uh uh jet or not not jet yeah yeah spike in the anime spike he fights like jet lee 
And in fact, in one episode, he gets in a fight in a subway train, and it, they do a frame for frame from Enter the Dragon. No he shit. Does the same moves of Bruce Lee, so that's why he's doing the Wing Chun Kung Fu because he's doing the fucking Bruce Bruce Lee thing. Okay. So there, there's clearly people who give a fuck about it doing mm-hmm. it, but I'm still fucking nervous. Yeah. Because Cowboy Bebop is, I mean, it's literally like my favorite yeah. anime of all time. What's What's this here it. in the background? Is that? That's his ship. Oh, okay. They're on the main ship. That's his ship that like docks in. It's like their little airlock. Oh, okay. And they have like a, a couch next to it where they all sit and smoke cigarettes and watch the okay. uh, the the bounty news come up while they see like who the next person they're going to chase down is i see is this vinyl yes okay oh yeah no those are vinyls dude the fucking theme isn't song... this like this far in the future or something though yes it's future past oh okay it's far in the future but it's also a noir kind of like bounty hunting thing okay. the fucking theme song is speed jazz like yeah. it's like a jazz song, so okay. it's like it's a bit of both. And so this is like reverse camera angle at that same couch. Yes, exactly. okay. it's the same couch. All right, dude. Like, yeah, I'm so I'm so torn on it. I want this to be good, but I know it's not gonna fucking live up to what I want. <laughs> yeah, and I just don't know how to how to feel about it. Right. Fucking yeah. Cowboy Bebop is like my favorite anime of all time. I think it's fucking great. You guys should all watch it. It's on Funimation. Okay. Fucking watch that shit, Doc. It might also be on Hulu. I'm not 100% on that, though, so don't hold me to it. They're definitely uh, corporatizing it, though, because the next article we have is they're going to be doing a prequel novel okay, featuring no, a young Spike and Vicious. It's his brother. Okay. I'm out. <laughs> Now they're trying to add too much into it. They're going to fuck uh, this story up. Set in Spike's syndicate days before he became a bounty hunter, he will explore his early adventures with Vicious, presumably shedding more light on how he gets to be a lonesome cowboy wandering the stars. Now I'm out. And then they're also going to be doing a prequel comic book series. I might be into that. Yeah. And they did just reveal there's going to be six <clears throat> variant covers for the first issue. Some of these look pretty sweet. Oh, those are fucking dope. So this would be a miniseries written by Dan Waters. Art like, by Lamar Matherin. I like Dan Waters. Mm-hmm. With an original sor- story set in the world of the Netflix show. Okay, so it's totally separate then. Yep. First issue hits shelves December 8th. Uh, and it's a... F- Six variant covers. Four right. issue miniseries, okay. I believe. Uh-huh. Okay, so that's from the Netflix universe. So mm-hmm. I'm going to give that one a 50-50. Okay. Uh, first production stills and everything I saw from it. Pretty up there, but nervous because Netflix can't do live-action animated ad- adaptations. So I'm going to say, for that, I was like 60-40. Okay, yeah. But then I heard about how they're going to do some fucking bullshit spin-off backstory. So now I'm like 30-70. Okay. So... Yeah, the, the book we mentioned from the last article was coming on January 11th. And the comic book series starts in December, uh, four issues, and then a trade paperback coming in May next but, year. Bro, you thought I was impossible to sit with next to suicide squad yeah. watch me watch this fucking show and <laughs> pick out every little thing that's fucking wrong mm. fuck yeah dude i still have a fucking sh- a cowboy bebop shit post picture as my banner photo on twitter no shit yeah okay i don't know if you've ever seen it or not i don't think i paid that much attention to it now but it's a it's a black back screen with stars on it and it says you're gonna catch these hands oh Okay. But the whole joke is that uh, the episodes of Cowboy end, and it depends on how the story goes, they end with black background with stars, and it says, see you next time, Space Cowboy. And then on some of the deeper emotional stories, it says, you're going to carry this weight. Oh, shit. So I found one that says, you're going to catch these hands. That's my fucking... (laughs) It's been my banner photo for like, I don't know, nine months now at this point. (laughs) 
I fucking love Cowboy Bebop. Nice. This one makes me so... I'm so fucking nervous about this, dude. <laughs> this is exactly how I felt when the fucking new Batman movie got announced. I yeah. was like, oh, I want to like it, but I know I'm not going to. Okay. Moving on to some movie news. The Spider-Man No Way Home trailer actually broke the 24-hour viewing records. Did you hear about that? Oh, yeah. It's a pretty top-notch trailer. It is. I liked it a lot. I can't 100% tell what they're going with, though. Yeah. Like, with the movie. I think a lot of it is, like, early on in the movie. Like, they're not not really showing their hand much. Right, yeah. Like, none of that's plot, right? I don't think so. That's all first act. Yeah, it's all set up. That entire trailer is, like, first act. Yeah. But still. The the official trailer was viewed 355 and a half million times within 24 hours. (laughs) Breaking previous record holder Avengers Endgame with its 289 million views. Right on. That's pretty sick. It's not bad. I mean, it, uh, it, it looks cool. I'm kind of like torn on it. I'm also kind of behind on Marvel movies and shit, so. I thought you were catching up. Well, I guess yeah, the no, Black I have, Widow now. Yeah, and, I don't have Disney Plus anymore. I gotta Shang-Chi, download that so. shit, so. Yeah, definitely excited to see uh, Doc Ock back at the end of that one. Oh, yeah, I know, right? Yeah. How great was that? Fucking Dude. Molina coming in there. Hey, oh, Peter. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck yes. Give me it. Mm-hmm. I'm excited, man. It should, it should be fun. Like, hopefully they're gonna, like, do some crazy shit. They're kind of mm-hmm. getting in, like, the multiverse. Right. Yeah, apparently this is gonna bleed right into the new Doctor Strange, so. Which is, like, I mean, that's kind of, like, Marvel's strongest asset is the multiverse thing that they have. I mean, like, you saw what they did with the, I mean, the best Spider-Man movie in the last 20, or last 10 years mm-hmm. with uh, Into the Spider-Verse. Spider-verse. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, like, that was... That's as good as Spider-Man 2. And we're coming up on only one year away from that sequel, buddy. Know, October right? next year. I'm more excited for that than I am for fucking No Way Home. I'll be yeah. honest with you. <laughs> yeah, But, like, that's, that's Marvel's strongest fucking asset is doing the multiverse shit. Mm-hmm. So, I'm excited for that. Yeah. So, we mentioned before about Boba Fett's ship. And, uh, they're no more the Slave One. as It was just Boba Fett's starship in the, in the Lego uh, yeah, for the, the Lego release. Now, and that, now it heard... officially has a new name. Oh, they actually changed. Okay. Yeah. I was say the last thing that I heard was that it was just Lego was changing the name, but in terms of Star Wars canon, it was going to stay this. It was going to stay the Slave One. Okay. Well, unfortunately, it is changing completely. Okay. So Boba Fett's ship's name has been changed from Slave One to Fire Spray. Okay. As reported by Gaming Bible, the previously mentioned press release for September's comic issues. Described variant covers that feature not only some of the greatest bounty hunters from the galaxy far, far away, but blueprints and images of their ships. And in the list that shares which bounty hunters were chosen, the one that catches our eye is Boba Fett and Fire Spray. I just... Disney doesn't want the term slave associated with a Disney character. No, because they're too busy using child slaves to animate their fucking movies. (laughs) I just... God damn it, dude. Like... Yeah. It's such a non-issue that... It almost makes me mad that I'm mad about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I shouldn't be this upset about it, but right. it's like, it's such a opening the doorway of like, it's basically the old, uh, do you remember the old South Park bit from like early 2000s where they kept redoing E.T. and it was like, now all the guns are walkie talkies. Right, yeah. And all of the cops have been replaced with Ewoks. Mm-hmm. Like that kind of shit. It's yeah. like, this is the step that we're taking towards that shit now where it's like, like, yeah. Boba Fett's not a good guy. I don't right. know what to tell you. Like, he was never a hero. Yeah. He was just a very interesting character. Right. That was written well, especially when they did it in the Mandalorian Season 2, mm-hmm. where it's like, a person can be an interesting driving character and not be a good person at the same time. There's yeah. nothing wrong with either of those. Exactly. And yeah, Boba Fett probably is involved with the slave trade. He's a fucking 
Mandalorian is a Mandalorian clone, so technically he's not even a Mandalorian in terms <laughs> of the old lore, which doesn't exist anymore, so who could fucking gives a shit? Right. Um, but apparently they are using that to justify it. Did you see this? So, while fire spray, fire spray may be a surprise name for some, it actually is in the model classification name of Slave 1, which is a Fire Spray 31 class patrol and attack craft. Yeah, but what's the name of the ship? The Titanic <laughs> isn't called a triple vent steamliner. <laughs> Are we going to remake Titanic and call it the triple vent steamliner? Maybe. You fucking assholes. <laughs> Are we going to re- rename the Challenger explosion to NASA Rocket 4? With died with a fucking substitute teacher on it. Yeah. Like who gives? Are you fucking? Are you, and, why? And they list through all the other bounty hunters that still get to keep their names of their ships. Bosk has the houndstooth. Okay. IG eighty eight with IG two thousand. Zuckus with the mist hunter. Uh, Valance with the broken wing and Dingar with the punishing one. I don't know. Punishing sounds a little mean. You yeah. know, yeah. a lot of slave owners punish their slaves. That's true. Maybe we should change that too, just to be <laughs> safe. Like, I just, I can't, what's the point behind this? Nah. Is changing the name to Fire Spray is now, is, is racism fucking dead? I think so. I Can think we, we all just fucking dance around now and hold hands? I'm ready, yeah. And we'll just play Peace Train and dance around and take mushrooms, Cat Stevens style, and then Martin Luther King Jr.'s fucking corpse will rise from the dead and be president for eight years? Like, what is this helping? All you're doing is, again, fucking... Just shitting on your fans, yeah. which you did enough with the fucking oh, sequels. Like, yeah. Let's be honest here. Like, they have... This is, again, this is fucking business school fucking sales associate cocksuckers, sales executives who have no idea about creativity mm-hmm. or character building or world building, anything like that. It's just like, well, you know, slave's not a nice word. That doesn't really play well. I don't know if that really, like, is that going to sell well for slaves? Like, I don't know. You cut the black guy out of your fucking movie posters (laughs) for all your sequel movies whenever you put him in China, fuck face. So maybe you don't care that fucking much about it, do you? You coked out, pedophile, baby blood drinking reptilian fuck. You shitting me? This is fucking bullshit. Like, and I shouldn't be this mad about it, because it right. doesn't matter that it much. It doesn't, at all, yeah. Like, Boba Fett's still going to be cool, and I've already gone through the fact that all the shit I love about Star Wars isn't canon anymore anyway, so right. fucking who cares, we, right? We crossed that bridge long ago. But still, like, <laughs> I mean, in just terms of, as, as a person who has also been a creative person, and like, I've done comedy, and I've done acting, and things like that, and I'm a big fan of movies, and world building, maybe, can, can we have just a little bit of fucking... Continuity. <laughs> continuity. Or just how about just trust in fucking film creators and that they're probably not racist. Just because you named a ship the Slave One, I don't think you're owning slaves. I'm pretty sure you can't own them in this country anymore, if I'm not <laughs> fucking mistaken. Mm-hmm. I think that was taken over back in like the 1800s. Yeah, about 200. So like about yeah. 200 years ago? So what is this really fucking doing? Like, do you think there's somebody out there who's like, you know what, I would buy a lot of Star Wars merch, mm-hmm. but Boba Fett's ship is named Slave One, and I don't know if I want to give money to Disney doing yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think so. Oh, what's that? Oh, they named it the Fire Spray now. Oh, yeah. well, then all of their um, pedophilic backgrounds and their weird, evil fucking CEOs, or the fact that Walt Disney himself was a fucking anti-Semite Nazi sympathizer... 
Who cares about that? At least it doesn't say Slave 1 now when I buy all of these toys. That's right. Racism is done. We fixed it. <laughs> Congratulations. This is... Oh, I'm more mad that I'm mad about this, honestly. Yeah. I'm more upset about that. Like, yeah. I shouldn't care. But it's also like, it's fucking Boba Fett, man. He was the best. Yeah. And the Mandalorians are like some of the coolest fucking races in Star Wars. They're yeah. fucking... They're basically space Vikings. They were the shit. Yeah. They fucking ruled. And now they're doing this shit. Like, what's fucking next? What are we going to do next? Are, are we going to re- remake Roots? But be like, let's not talk about the slavery, though, because that would be sad. You know what? Han Solo was a smuggler. We don't really want to associate yeah. ourselves with that. So. I don't want people thinking about breaking laws as yeah. good. No. You know what? Indiana Jones shouldn't steal from the indigenous people that he's exploring in. Maybe we just shouldn't make the movies. Yeah, let, let's not do that. Are you anymore. shitting me? How fucking how far <laughs> does this goddamn bullshit rabbit hole go at this point? Like, let's just not make movies anymore. We'll just all watch the remakes all the time, and they'll keep CGIing in more fucking sand dunes and fucking walkie talkies and black transvestites and fucking uh, wheelchairs, and we'll all feel happy. And racism and bigotry is gone now. We fucking nailed it. Good. Fucking uh, creativity is dead, but at least bigotry is dead. Oh wait, no, it's not because that's not how it works. You fucking simpleton assholes. God damn it. I hate boardrooms. If we keep acquiescing, eventually they're going to find something that, you know, we, we'll, we'll stop having things to be mad at, right? But at some point, I have to start a war, right? Like, at some point, <laughs> I have to burn down a, Dis- a Disney store. They're going to push me eventually, and I'm going to get there. Are you this... going to burn it down with a fire spray? This fucking, this, <laughs> this podcast is going to turn into, like, this generation's fight club, where it's like, yeah, no, he just kept, like, moving towards it then one day he shot fucking uh whatever her fucking name is that runs star kathleen wars kennedy, yeah. yeah and one day he shot kathleen kennedy in the face on national tv and then shot himself too like are you, this is just it's fucking baby town frolics this his, is horse shit his name was zachary melcher <laughs> <laughs> no the name was slave one <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. A little bit of a mix, because it's got some cool stuff, but you're also going to get a little bit of anger on this one, too. The U.S. Navy stopped Tom Cruise from flying an actual jet in Top Gun Maverick. Why? He, he was barred. He already flew one once. Yeah. We all saw Top Gun. It's the greatest movie ever made. He, uh, he was speaking to USA Today, Jerry Bruckheimer, and he hinted that fans can expect plenty of thrilling action sequences in the new movie, as glimpsed in the latest trailers with crews piloting a P-51 and various other helicopters and aircraft, but not Maverick's F-18 jet. Oh, so Maverick's got a new jet then. Okay. Because mm-hmm. he used to fly the F-14 Tomcat. Oh, really? Yeah, just so oh, okay. clear on that. All right. The original Tomcat. I, I did not realize that. No, yeah. I did. I had a poster of it. Okay. Apparently, Cruz put in a request to fly the Super Hornet, but he was denied clearance by the U.S. Navy. Mm-hmm. Instead, IMAX cameras were installed inside the F-18 cockpits, to shoot certain scenes while skilled Navy pilots took care of the actual flying, which Bruckheimer assures will give the experience of what it's like to be in an F-18 in that cockpit. Dude, I can't wait to watch this shit, IMAX. When you're pulling heavy Gs, it compresses your spine and your skull. That is true. It makes some people delirious. Some people can't handle it, said Cruz, who, as a producer on the film, signed his co-stars up for intense training in aerial boot camp. <laughs> I kind of love yeah. the, the big dick energy of that. Yeah. Like, hey, I'm producing this. Guess what, motherfuckers? Yeah. 
boot camp. Get on the bus, bitch. Yeah. I didn't sign up for that. Oh, I know. I signed you oh, up. Oh, no. I signed you up. He blows a whistle. <laughs> yeah. Get on the bus! <laughs> I had to get them up to be able to sustain high Gs because they have to act in the plane. I can't have them sick the whole time. That's a good point. I <laughs> know, oh, dude. That's the whole thing. It's like, I, I don't know if I've ever mentioned this on the podcast or not. I used to want to be a fighter pilot. That was like my dream growing up. Oh, shit. Up. Oh, no. I don't think have you I, did. Have I ever mentioned this to you? I don't all? think so. I oh, know. This was my dream growing up. That's why, like, I, I played a lot of the uh, Ace Combat games and shit. Yeah. And I had, like, fighter jet posters on my walls. I wanted to be a fucking fighter pilot. That's all I wanted to be growing wow. up. Wow. Okay. And then I found out that they don't really, like, we don't fight countries that have jets anymore. And I'm like, well, I can't be a fucking Ace. <laughs> gunmen so who gives a there's shit there's no dog fights yeah. yeah not worth it if i'm not getting do- if i'm just blowing up fucking orphanages in darfur like it's not fun that's easy <laughs> to do i can do that from a computer who gives a fuck <laughs> but no seriously like that was like a dream of mine growing up is i wanted to be a fucking fighter pilot you can wow. ask my dad he'll they'll tell you about it okay he knows and like i played all the ace combat games i loved fucking like, i thought it was the coolest shit ever yeah but uh, a little fun bit about fighter pilots, the, those like suits that they wear, the like jumpsuits, mm-hmm. there's a lot of shit that's like, it's laced over them that's tightened. It's to keep the blood constricted in their bodies. Because when you're pulling heavy Gs, especially when you do it the way they do it, the blood runs out of your head. It goes to your toes because the G forces, I mean, they're pulling like, you know, eight, eight fucking Gs a turn. The blood, just because of gravity, will go to your feet and you'll pass out. So you can actually watch some videos of fighter pilots doing it. They, like, hyperventilate beforehand to oxidate their brains. They're like... <laughs> and then they fucking do the heavy turn. Like, That's the way they can fucking, like, stay, like, coherent during it. Shit. And, like, the jumpsuits they have are, like, they have compression rings around them where it's to try to trap the blood in your body. Because you're, you're I mean, you're pulling, like, fucking eight knots and just rolling at it. All the blood is your feet, dog. I I looked all this shit up before yeah. growing up, man. Like I was into this. I wanted to be a fighter pilot when I was wow. little. That's all I wanted to be. So you you're still signing up for Top Gun too? <laughs> yeah, are you kidding me? Yes, especially at IMAX. We're gonna go, and if anyone fucking says one word during that movie, <laughs> holy fuck, it's gonna look like a goddamn look like a fucking roadhouse at oh, that point. All right. So I, I better hold off on the popcorn. Don't oh, crunch it too loudly. No one's allowed to eat or drink. <laughs> if I see one fucking phone, mm-hmm. I will turn that goddamn theater into a bloodbath. <laughs> and I'll make you restart the movie while we're at it, too. <laughs> yeah. Watching that shit. I'm so fucking excited for this movie. It makes sense they didn't let him fly the F-18s, though. Does it? Okay. Which is not the plane that he flew in Top Gun. That's the F-14 Tomcat. You can okay. look it up. Uh, because the F-18 is still uh, technically a classified aircraft. Oh, okay. So they're just, they're not going to let people put cameras in that shit. So okay. Like, <laughs> they also cost like, they're like 25 mil a piece. They're expensive as fuck. Okay. <laughs> so they're like, yeah, Tom Cruise is a great actor, but yeah. we've trained these guys as they were 17 to fly these fucking things. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we're going to have them fly it. Shut up. <laughs> Did you ever hear the story about. I'll, I'll have to watch, rewatch the original with you too. Oh, it's it's been. Dude. Anytime you want. It's been like 20 years since I've seen it. I've only seen it once. So. I watch it once a month. Okay. I'm not even shitting you. <laughs> watch it once a month at least. Okay. Probably like, if you average it out over the last 15 years, mm. I've watched it one and a half times a month. Wow. Okay. And it might be more. Probably like 1.75 times a month. Because <laughs> there were times where I watched it like three times in a week. Okay. Where it was like on AMC, and yeah. I just like wake up hungover, like, oh, fucking Top Gun's on. Tight, that's my day. <laughs> Watch your fucking Top Gun. Okay. 
Yeah, no, we can like anytime you want to do that, we can watch that. All you, right. you just let me know, Doug. All right. I'll quote the whole fucking movie too. <laughs> There's actually a little fun bit for you here. The Top Gun School, that's a real thing. Oh no that shit. That exists. Yeah, that's oh. for Navy pilots to learn uh dogfighting warfare. Like that's the whole thing. Oh, okay. So that exists. It wasn't just something they made up for the no, no, movie. No, no, it, it it it's real. Like technically the whole movie is a Navy re- recruitment f- propaganda film. <laughs> okay. But it's so fucking badass, who cares? I mean, it almost worked for you. But uh, it did work for me. Technically, I want to do it before I watch that movie. Oh, okay. <laughs> and then I watched it. And I was like, "Fuck it, this is exa- I'm going to shoot down every goddamn Russian plane that exists." And like, Zach, the USSR. <laughs> Fuck <dropped>. you, Migs. <laughs> like, Zach, the USSR collapsed three years before you were fucking born. I'm like, I don't care. Fucking put him up in the sky, see what happens. <laughs> fucking take him down, a maverick, son. I mean, I still I used to call my best friend in high school Goose. I still have him as Goose in my fucking phone because he also loved Top Gun. And we were just, okay. I just called him Goose all the time. Um, but no, there's a funny story with the, the Top Gun school. Mm-hmm. They have a rule that anytime you quote that movie, you have to put a dollar in a, in a jar. And at the end of the year, they use that to like pay the bar to everybody who graduates. That's fucking cool. Yeah, you're not allowed to quote that movie at the school because apparently people do it constantly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. You let me know when you want to watch Top Gun. We'll all watch right. Top Gun. I, don't give, I love Top Gun. That's right. like top three favorite movies of all time damn okay. i fucking adore top gun yeah, that's we'll my shit we'll have to do that soon it's got everything unfortunately it did get pushed back no no it's not coming out in november anymore it's like next it's, may it's, i think it's gonna, you know what i watch it every day in my head anyway it doesn't okay. matter like it's got everything you need it's got fucking sweet ass action mm-hmm. it's got commies learning their fucking place that they don't win it's got tom cruise mm-hmm. it's got motorcycles yeah. it's got sweet ass 80s rock music that's right it's got fucking badass love scene it's got musical numbers. Fucking people singing that movie. It's got everything neat. It's got aviator glasses. That mm-hmm. movie's the reason I wear aviator glasses, dog. I'll be dead honest with you. Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer, the greatest actor of all time. Iceman. Mm-hmm. You know why he's called Iceman? I don't. Because he doesn't make any mistakes. That doesn't make any sense. He's so cold. And he, he, never oh. gets, he never gets frazzled. He's like an Iceman. Oh, okay. Do they call him Bobby Drake? Is he that kind of Iceman? No, he's just called Iceman. Oh, okay. Everybody goes by their handle. Gotcha. And then there is the only problem I have with the ending. Oh, yeah. Is uh, the fact that him and Val Kilmer become friends at the end. Because hmm. technically, Iceman caused Goose's death. Oh, but, really? But then the movie ends with the whole, like, you could be my wingman any day. It's like, no, fuck you. You killed my best friend, motherfucker. You should have knocked his ass out right there on that fucking flight deck. <laughs> but it was the 80s. You're going to make a movie. Yeah. And it's Val Kilmer and Tom Cruise. got to bro the, up. Yeah. Like, two of the best fucking actors of the time they also have the super homoerotic volleyball scene which is fine i do remember so that yeah. yeah yeah he I, plays volleyball in like jean shorts they all play in <laughs> jeans and they also have, all have their wrist wrapped for some reason oh okay i've heard it's because apparently fighter pilots will do that because they want to keep the uh, right palm soft so they can feel the stick better so they get a better feel for the g's oh okay but also it's like one of the gayest scenes ever it's like joel <laughs> schumacher directed that part <laughs> Just none still, of the sweat and sunglasses. Oh, dude, I wish I looked like that, though. All those guys are fucking jacks. <laughs> the fucking dudes are better looking in that movie than the women are, I'll be honest with you. <laughs> I don't care. And Kelly Amelia Gillis is gorgeous, but mm-hmm. she ain't fucking... We know who you're dreaming of. She ain't fucking Val Kilmer in 1989 ripped gorgeous, <laughs> so she can take a seat in the back, son. Me and Tom Cruise and Val are going to be hanging out. <laughs> Get some fucking crunches tips, because those guys are fucking... Midsections are ripped. Shredded like a julienne salad. 
We're going to transition to some video game news after that. Oh, you don't want me to keep talking about Top Gun? Because I can. Hey, I'm just going to catch it off mind. there. We'll, we'll talk about it after we rewatch okay. it. Okay, that's fine. Well, I'll let, I'll let you go more on that one. You want to rewatch it tonight? We can just do that. <laughs> it's like a two and a half hour movie. Yeah. <laughs> For video games, I thought this was kind of weird. And a little, a little cool, too. So the Nintendo Switch actually sweeped the Japanese sales chart. Hmm. A feat that hasn't been accomplished in almost 30 years. I know. Play, PlayStation's the big one in Japan. Yeah, but apparently the, the top 30 best-selling games in Japan for the month of August were all Nintendo Switch games. Oh, wow. The last time a single console was responsible for all 30 top-selling titles in one week was the Famicom, yeah. which is their NES. Yeah, it's the original NES. Yeah. Hmm. From a Game Data Library, they tweeted, It wasn't that unusual during the early 90s for the top 30 to be a combination of Famicom... Yeah, this is only 35 games coming out a year anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so. Famicom, Super Famicom, and Game Boy games back then. But this is unprecedented. It's the first time all 30 games are from the same system after the top 30 have been tracked on all platforms. Oh, wow. That's a little surprising, too, because I know fucking... Sony is way bigger over in Japan than, yeah. like, even Nintendo is. Like, the PlayStations are huge in Japan. Right, yeah. The PSP sold off the charts in Japan. <laughs> they didn't get touched over here. Yeah. Like, everybody in Japan bought one. No, I'm, I'm a PlayStation guy, so. Not that I have anything against Nintendo. Right, right. I would get a Switch. I just... Actually, I need to buy one soon because Emma wants to buy, uh, play Animal Crossing. And okay. I want to play Zelda. Zelda, yeah. Skyward Sword. Metroid. <laughs> so... Yeah, that new Metroid looks sick, dude. Doesn't it? Oh, yeah. I love Metroid. I think we talked about that like the last episode. Or I think so, yeah. No, that's yeah, awesome. I just love the new Switch. Switch. Yeah, first time in 30 years. It's crazy. Just all it the top 30 stuff. games are all Switch games. Now, granted, a lot of the Switch games are like multi-console, though, too. It's not like They are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like one of the top ones was Minecraft's Switch version. Okay, so and then, that might have helped a little bit. I'm not trying to talk shit back here. I'm not taking anything away from the Switch. It looks like a great console. Yeah, but yeah. to be fair, to be fair, maybe not every one of those games is bought for the Switch. It might be on the Switch, but yeah. mm, maybe some of these numbers are getting a little juiced, <laughs> is all I'm saying. Moving on to one of your favorite studios, NetherRealm. Mm-hmm. They've announced that they're going to be focused on a new Mortal Kombat release rather than switching over to Injustice for the next game. They've been kind of doing a little back and forth in the last few releases. Right. and That's uh, a pretty, uh, that's a 50-50 split on me. Yeah. I'm like, because they, they did so great with both of them that I'm like, yeah, okay. Yeah. Like, this, as, as long as they focus on one, I'm fine with it. I just don't want them to be split over it. Like, I want them to put their full fucking attention onto one. Okay. Yeah, they're going to move straight into production on one of the more financially lucrative whale-attracting franchises, which will be a Mortal Kombat 12. That's fair. Because they know sure. it'll make money and it will sell well. Didn't NetherRealm make the original Darksiders, too? Uh, maybe. Remember the Darksiders? I games? do, yeah. Those are fucking great. I'm going to re- replay those since. Um, I mean, I'm like, like I said, I'm kind of torn 50-50 on it. Because mm-hmm. like, they did great with Mortal Kombat, and yeah. they did great with fucking Injustice, so I'm like... As long as all of their talented people are focused on one thing, it's going to be good. I can yeah. guarantee that. Like, I mean, you can almost fucking pre-order whatever they're going to make right now, and yeah. you'll be fine. I mean, hell, I mean, fucking what was it? Like four or five episodes ago, I went off on uh, Mortal Kombat lore. So. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I go off on DC lore every episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, right on. I mean, anything NetherRealm wants to do, I mean, they're fucking fantastic. Yeah, like I said, as long as they're all eggs in one basket, exactly. you can't be I mad just at want it. all their talented guys focused on one thing. Yeah. All their talented guys and girls and in-betweens. 
focus yeah. on one thing and just make it good. That's all I want them to focus on. Next one is uh, technically already out, but I just wanted to give you a heads up on it because I know you're you're a fan of it as well as I am. Final Fantasy Four, oh. Final Fantasy Two in the U.S. Whenever it released on Super right. Nintendo, but they've done a pixel remaster oh. for both uh, PC and mobile, so okay. you can check it out on your cell phone. Is it uh, gonna be on Apple? I have an iPhone. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep, came out September eighth, so just last week, and. Uh, yeah, looking really cool. Like they yeah. they updated the graphics and those those old Final Fantasies are so fucking hard, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you, you get updated controls for controller players, a more contemporary UI for touch based, and you get auto battle options to make combat a little bit smoother. Oh, nice! That that'll help on the on the mobile option for sure. Yeah, because I mean, a lot of that is just grinding, and you just hit attack when it's your turn. Exactly. Sure yeah. You, like build up XP anyway. So yeah. Uh, Square Enix also says it included a number of quality of life improvements in the game, which range from supplemental extras like a bestiary nice. to the inclusion of a music player and the ability to save in-game at any time. You don't oh, have to wait for a save point. That's weak. You need to wait for your <laughs> fucking save points. You know what's funny is when I was replaying uh, Final Fantasy X uh, a couple weeks ago, Yeah. even though it's on my PS4 and I can literally just, you know, put my PS4 to sleep and I don't have to save and it just saves me where exactly I'm at. Yeah. I would still only do that after I saved. (laughs) Really? It's so just ingrained in my DNA (laughs) of playing so many Final Fantasy Square Enix art, RPGs where it's like, oh no, you save and then you turn it off. You make sure you save a couple times just to be Mm -hmm. safe. You do the reset before you turn it off. Yep. Yep. Always. (laughs) The next few were from the uh, PlayStation conference that you, you mentioned a little bit earlier. So. Oh, yeah, I know about this. This shit showed up on my phone. Oh, yeah. Knights of the Old Republic remake for PS5. A little torn on it. Console exclusive for uh, one year, I think, before it comes to Xbox. No, it's going to PC. Hmm? No, yeah, it's coming to PS5 and PC. Oh, and then the Xbox that. version will be like a year well, later. Now we know. I'm getting a PS5. That was yeah. easy. Right? Okay. Right? There yeah. you go. That was easy to figure out. Yeah. I'm so, a little torn on this. Aspire though. Studio. Yeah. They're, they're remaking it from the ground up, which is a little worrying. That's what, yeah. That's what's scary. BioWare did a fucking great job with that first one. It's one of the greatest games ever yeah. played. I, I, know you, I know you like Obsidian with the second one, but yeah. Especially if you get it on PC and Obsidian, because yeah. there's that whole, uh, I think I've talked about it before, the lost content mod. Oh, yeah, the mods. Yeah, where like a lot of the like fans of the game went through the old code and found mm-hmm. all the shit they had to cut. Because like, it wasn't supposed to be rushed, yeah. but the first Knights of the Republic won like 100 fucking Game of the Year uh, awards. Right. And so they were like, get the next one out before Christmas. And they were like, we had six more months to work on this. They are like, fuck you, get it out. <laughs> yeah. They are like, fuck. And so... Uh, if you buy Knights of Republic 2 on Steam, mm-hmm. there's it's a free mod you okay. can just download, and it's uh, I think it's Restored Content Mod is what it's called. Okay. And it puts all the shit they had to cut out in there. Okay. And, it makes and it's not like a separate game. You actually get the missions in, in the game? Oh, yeah, no, you okay. get all of it. Yeah, you just, like, you download it into your... Because, like, especially with Steam, they're really good with their mods. Okay. You just download it to your... You had to buy Knights of Republic 2 on Steam, and then the mod is free. Okay. And you just download that in there, and it's fucking, it's beautiful, dude. It works just seamlessly. You get all the full, rich storyline of everything. There's nice. Some, oh, it's so good. But yeah. Aspire Studio previously did uh, remakes of Republic Commando and Jedi Outcast. Where did the remakes for Republic Commando come out from? Uh, That was like six months ago. It was earlier this year. Is it on the PlayStation? Yeah. That oh right yeah, now. you were a fan of that one too. Dude, Republic Commando is amazing. Have you played that? That's the ones like squad based. Yeah, it's like yeah, a Rainbow no, Six, but you're clone troopers. 
Oh, okay. Oh, dude, it's so fucking good. Have you never played that? No, I haven't. Oh, buy it. Okay. You're going to love it. Nice. It's fucking top notch, bud. Okay. Nice. I got to go fucking look that up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the the trailer shown at the showcase showed Darth Revan igniting his lightsaber with an ominous voiceover. Igniting their lightsaber. Oh. Canonically, we can't say who Revan is yet. That's true. That's true. But yeah, looking pretty good. In the comics, he's technically a male. But uh, in the game, you can play it as male or female and nothing changes, so it doesn't matter. In the comics they made for the Knights of the Republic, Revan was a male, but the Exile, who's the playable character in the second one, is a female. So. Okay. Dude, I, I'm, like, I'm obviously excited Knights of the Republic is, I mean, I think every other episode I talk about this fucking game. Yeah. But then also they're talking about, like, I want to build it from the ground up, and, like, one of the writers of the game was, like, my favorite Star Wars is the sequels, and I'm like, if you guys fuck this game up, I will fucking execute you on live TV during the <laughs> Super Bowl. Like, don't <laughs> fuck with me. You can cross a fucking line now, son. Yeah. Now you cross a fucking line. One bridge too far. I'm still gonna fucking pre-order it. We all know that. Yeah. I'm gonna fucking buy say, it. This is the, this is what gets you to get a PS5. You're I'm gonna buy off. a PS5 because of this. Like, yeah. that's hundred percent. That's what I told Emma. It popped up on my phone because I have the mobile version of Knights of the Republic and Knights of the Republic 2 on my phone. Mm-hmm. And they both gave me the push notifications like, check out the new Knights of the Republic remaster trailer. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it was like a Saturday morning mm-hmm. and Emma was half asleep. And I was like, are you shitting me? And pulled it up and me and she was like, what's wrong? I'm like, there's a remaster of Knights of the Republic. She's like, I don't care about any of the words you just said that came out of your mouth. <laughs> None of those words made any sense. And I'm sad that I'm engaged to you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you hear that a lot, so. Dude, I'm so fu- uh, I'm so torn on this. I want this to be good. Yeah. Because uh, like, they're probably going to get away from like the technically turn-based aspect of the Knights of Republic, which I think they shouldn't. Yeah. But they're going to because nobody likes turn-based shit anymore except for like me and Matt Stone and Trey Parker. Right? There's three <laughs> people yeah. who like turn-based <laughs> RPGs anymore. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm going to play it. We all know I'm going to play yeah. it. Just, we'll see. I'm going to get a PS5. It's fine. I got to go home and fucking download Republic Commando, though. <laughs> and then from the same conference, we got some new uh, God of War Ragnarok news. Oh, I'm so ready. And, um, Dude, the fucking new trailer looks so hyped. It does, yeah. Oh, I can't wait. And then they did an interview afterwards, IGN did, with the director. And he explained that there are only going to be two games in this Norse saga. Oh, so this this is the one. This is it. This is going to finish up all the stories from the original. Good for them. Yeah. I like that better. Don't leave it open and try to make more money. Tell your story. Yep. Good Uh, for them. In the interview, uh, Barlog, who's the director of the game, uh, about why he decided that the story of Kratos and Atreus? Atreus. 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 Uh, it would be told over just two games rather than a trilogy or anything longer. Said, quote, I think one of the most important reasons is the first game took five years. The second game, I don't know how long it's going to take, but I'm just going to throw out that it's going to take a close to a similar time. <laughs> and if you think a third one in that same time frame, we're talking a span of close to 15 years for a single story, and I feel like that's just too stretched out. I feel like we're asking too much to say the actual completion of that story is taking too long. Given where the team was at and where Eric was at when he, with what he wanted to do, I was like... That's Kripke, right? That's mm-hmm. Kripke. Yep. Okay. I was like, look, I think we can actually do this in the second story. Because most of what we were trying to do from the beginning was to tell something about Kratos and Atreus. That the, about the story, the core of the story, is really the relationship between these two characters. Yeah, 100%. No, I love it. 
And I'm so happy to hear them, like, push against, because you know fucking all the studios are like, oh, like, you want to make this, like, a three or four game long storyline? Maybe we can put some DLCs in there, too. We'll milk this for as much money as we can. Yeah. And these guys are just, like, they dug their heels in. We're like, no, fuck you. We have a story we're going to tell, and we're going to tell our story, and we're going to tell it. Not over fifteen years, we're gonna nail it. We're, we're gonna fucking nail it right now. Yeah. And the first, I mean, not the first God of War, but the God of War, you know, reimagining, I guess, is the best mm. way. It's yeah. God of War four. Yeah, the Norse um, one. Yeah. It's such a great fucking game. It's almost a perfect game. Nice. Like, I every, still need to get to it soon. Dude, I'm actually getting ready to replay it. I'm gonna force myself to finish it this time. I was gonna do it sooner, but then I started playing Bioshock Infinite again, and I hadn't played that in a while. Okay, and that's yeah. my favorite Bioshock game, so yeah. I might play that for a little bit longer and then get into God of War. But like, I like the idea that the fucking creative directors of these games are like, "No, fuck you, we're telling our fucking story." <laughs> it's it's what I talk about all, all the time. What I want all the time is that I want fucking creative people to be fucking creative. Right. You get the money making assholes out of the fucking way, and let's just tell a fucking yeah. good story and do yeah. something complete because. Right. It's the, it's fuck not the like, microtransactions, fuck the DLCs and everything. Just exactly. give me a story. Yeah. And it's not like when, you know, this team gets done telling the story in the second game, it's not like they're never going to make another game again. Right. They're going to have something else to do. Let them fucking create. You'll make money off that too, man. Like, just fucking let them create and you'll get it done. Relax. Let the people who know what the fuck they're doing do their thing. And then you go buy a booth at E3 and hire some hot chicks to dance around a little bit. And then we're fucking done. Like, yeah. let's just tell our fucking story, Doug. I'm so excited, though. This this fucking game is so good. I nice. love God of War. All right. The last bit of news. Just another uh, wacky modding story. Like, I, I like to throw those in. It's a real I, wacky I see a lot of ones story. From, uh, from gaming news. So this is from Destructoid. A determined modder put Google Maps on the NES. <laughs> you can see the world in 8-bit. Jesus Christ. Look How that long screenshot. did that take? Yeah. <laughs> Hackers and modders have found a way to port all kinds of games, usually Doom, onto older systems. That's always fun. But a new video shows how one person managed to get Google Maps working on some old Nintendo hardware complete with retro graphics. Dude, how did he... Creator CC++ posted to YouTube and Reddit about the Google Maps they made for the NES. In the short video, they show how, inspired by an old Google April Fool's joke from 2012, they ended up creating a version of the world that you can view in all of its 8-bit glory. CC++ made use of a few different methods to make their pixel dreams come to life. On the hardware side, they used a guide for creating a custom NES cartridge from YouTuber The Rosteri. Okay. In order to make a housed Raspberry Pi setup for oh, the mod. Okay. So fucking Raspberry Pis, man. They're like they're the seed of creation. You can oh, do yeah. anything with those fucking things. And then on the software side, he found an old blog that used Bing Maps's aerial imaging to convert <laughs> these omniscient overviews into tiled displays that look similar to Legend of Zelda. So here in Paris and Versailles, like you get a map of France here, with uh, yeah, it looks just like the the haunted forest from the Dude. original Legend of Zelda. Dude, like, imagine if instead of this person using all of that ingenuity and brain power and time mm-hmm. to make eight bit Google Maps, they were working on like curing cancer. Right? How great would this world be? <laughs> Res- but still, good for you, Yeah, bro. Way to be. The result of all this work is Google Maps showcasing a rough layout of the entire world constructed in 8-bit that seems fairly accurate. They scroll around it a bit using the NES controller, and you can see little city markers pop up in retro-styled font. Oh, every time you walk by one, it's like, bling! Yeah. 
Is it a reasonable way to get directions from one city to the next? Probably not. But it's a pretty interesting hack that I'd love to see expand out even more. I mean, a street view is probably a bit unrealistic right now, but who knows what the future might hold. Dude, give it... I, I give it seven years, mm-hmm. and then your self-driving Tesla, yeah. that's going to be on the screen. Like That's going to be just, on your windshield. Yeah, just an alternate driving. mod. Yeah, it'll yeah. just, like, it'll uh, alternate re- reality, post that on there, and it'll look <laughs> like you're walking through Zelda land. It's fucking fantastic. Like, so many fucking great, awesome people out there. I know. Just, I love it so much. And there's something so great about using that amount of talent and work ethic and fucking time to just... Sh- <laughs> basically real life shit posts yeah. <laughs> like that's fucking great i love it <laughs> way to be yeah fucking way to be C++. i had to call it out that was great also cc plus plus that's c plus plus that's it's clearly a programmer who's probably been doing it for like 20 fucking 30 years uh-huh. so way to be bro absolutely or, sis or yeah, yeah. bro is gender neutral to me uh, so. yeah way to be bro keep it up maybe next time work on i don't know Cancer, AIDS, <laughs> one of those two things. Uh, yeah. See if we can make AIDS 8-bit and we can find it easier. Get rid of it. <laughs> Decimate the disease. <laughs> so bear with us here because, you know, as we said, this has been kind of a... It's been a little bit. We're finally getting back in the swing of things. So real quickly, let's introduce the reigning supreme, the Queen of Questions herself. How are you, Queen of Questions? I'm here. Hello. Your Majesty. Thank you. hard on that. <laughs> Look, he put it in my face. I don't That's know what fine. to tell you. <laughs> how, how have you been, Queen of Questions? Super great. Are you still questioning? Uh, always. Just your sexuality? Yeah, that that too. You don't question your sexuality. You're a lesbian. Well, yeah. Uh, anyway. There's no, there's no yes and in the <laughs> kingdom of questions, apparently. <laughs> Hi, hello. I like women. What Fuck do you it, want? Let me feed you something. Let's get a bit going. Jesus Christ. <laughs> there is no yes and in the kingdom of questions. <laughs> By decree of her queen to majesty, Look, there I... shall be no yes and. And the comedy rule of threes is dead. Look, I have a simple job and I'm just here to perform as best as I can, which is always subpar. So, do you want your question or not? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. So your question from Rob G at Lone Wolf nine six four. Been a little while, huh? Robbie. How's he doing? I assume good. He's alive and he asked us a question a month ago. Okay. Which is great. Sorry this took so long, Rob. I apologize, bro. <laughs> <clears throat> Rob's question is what comic storyline do you both like most for both Marvel and DC? He also said, as a compliment, keep the shows coming, I'll keep listening. Well, we've been failing on that, but apparently he's uh, going to keep listening. So hopefully we'll we can get better at it. Thank you, yeah. Robbie. It's not, it's not that hard to keep listening when we release an episode every three fucking months. Like That's right. Solar eclipse. Hey, the uh, the the Fourth of July episode's coming soon. <laughs> I'm almost done editing it. Oh, this fucking podcast like a solar eclipse. <laughs> Jesus Christ. The the, uh, the Haley's comet. <laughs> yeah only we don't kill ourselves afterwards and we're sweet nikes yeah yeah that's right that's a heaven's gate joke oh light them up okay okay so, so favorite storylines from from each marvel from and dc each marvel and dc mm-hmm. uh do you want to count like uh universe ending slash changing storylines I, wanna... I think we should yeah i mean as long as it came from the company we were we're, okay. uh, we're wide open on it i think that's fair so you want to go ahead you want to start us off Oh, let's see. Let me think. Let's go. 
I mean, you're going DC first, I know. So Yeah, I guess I'll go Best DC. Best DC story you've read. Best DC story I've read. Oh, that's a rough one. Let me break it down into a couple parts. Okay, okay. Best DC stories I've read. Oh, okay. Uh, in terms, We're cheating a bit. Okay. In terms of love stories, mm-hmm. I would say it's Abigail and Swamp Thing mm-hmm. during the uh, Miller run. In terms mean of... Moore? Alan Moore, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Miller, Jesus Christ, where am I at? <laughs> I, I was know. thinking... Frank. Yeah. yeah, I was thinking Batman again. Yeah. <laughs> because I was getting ready to talk about Batman. Right, so right. right. Miller. Okay. I apologize. Abigail and Swamp Thing during the uh, Alan Moore run. I think that's the greatest love story, not only that comics have ever written, but, I mean, in the last 20 years, literature. It's a fucking fantastic... It's not even... It's like 30 years old at this point. Mm-hmm. But it's a fucking beautiful love story. If you guys haven't read the Moore run of Swamp Thing... Yeah. With him and Abigail, it's gorgeous. There's a be- there's beautiful moments between those two. With him losing I, his humanity but finding love. I love Swamp Thing so much that I'm gonna count that, but I mean technically that's Vertigo, right? I mean, which is D C but it's not it's not yeah, DC. Yeah, no, that's so. fair, but I mean, okay, I mean Moore okay. was also under fucking DC at that right, point. Right, right, right. Okay. Because that was before they split. I'm I'm just being a dick, I'm sorry. That's fair. I mean I, no. I got two other ones. No, I, I, I was an asshole there. It's fine. I got two you, other ones. You can call ones. me out, it's good. I got two other ones. Okay. It doesn't matter. Okay, what, what do we got else? Uh in terms of just giant overarching story, like universe mm-hmm. changing. Yeah. I would say uh Blackest Night, Brightest Dawn. Hmm. Okay. Blackest Night is fucking amazing. And they hit literally every character comic they had running during that time, hmm. they had Blackest Night issues. Okay. It's fucking so amazing. If you guys haven't read Blackest Night yet from DC, it's essentially a fucking zombie apocalypse, but with all the past dead DC superheroes. And it also leans into my favorite Batman story, which is The Return of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So, and they're all on a universe, right? Oh yeah. If they yeah. want to check it out, yeah. yeah, they're all up there. I think uh, with the universe one, if you just follow the story arc of Blackest Night, you might have to dig for some of the other ones. Okay. But I mean, every named superhero has, uh, or every named superhero series running at, at that time had a Blackest Night issue. Okay. It's amazing. It was literally cross universe run, like. There's a Booster Gold Blackest Night. There's Teen Titans Blackest Night. There was a fucking uh, uh, Blue Beetle Blackest Night. Like, everything had a fucking Blackest Night issue. Gotcha. And also, Blackest Night Run was happening. Okay. They're fucking amazing. I think that's the best comic universe-spanning okay. story ever. And then so, in terms of Batman, I oh, would say uh, Court of Owls. Just because mm-hmm. if we're going to talk about comics and I'm going to talk about DC, I'm going to talk about Batman. Mm-hmm. So best overarching Batman story, not counting Return of Bruce Wayne, because I'm the only one who likes that. Yeah. Court of Owls. And that was Snyder's run? Yeah. The first part of his run, right? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go a little older on you. And, go for uh, it. Uh, it's right around the time you are born, actually. The, uh, the, the actual first comic that I ever bought at... Uh, Pinky's Comics in Carrollton. Carrollton nice. had a comic shop whenever I was a kid. Oh shit! I didn't know uh, it was like running water. <laughs> it was the uh, the trade paperback of the Death of Superman. Ah mm. uh, man, that that, that shook me, dude. Like I watched Superman movies when I was a kid. Oh, of course. But I I didn't actually know anything about comic books until my friends started getting into it a bit, and like that was the cool thing for us and like nerds to go hang out at Pinky's shop up and up on the town square. Uh-huh. 
And uh, yeah, I went there and I saw that tray paperback of just Superman like bleeding out on the cover in Lois's arms, and I was like, "What the oh, yeah. fuck is this?" Dude, that fucking Superman shot, died. Dude, that that, that, that fucking uh, clip of his fucking cape hanging on the pole. Yeah. Dude, that's still fucking like chilling. To oh yeah. At. So I was like, I I've got to find out more about this. I I need to know. And so I picked it up, and then yeah, man. Dude, Doomsday was such a fucking great villain. Like I was, right. I was, I was actually scared of him. Like reading, oh, I'm yeah. like, this guy is unstoppable. Dude, There's no way this is gonna end well for anybody. Like, and then just yeah, killing each other with their final blows at the as that last issue ends and that trade paperback. And it's like, oh shit! And I was like, I gotta find out what happened. So I started buying single issues. Then after that, I I've got uh, Adventures of Superman number five hundred. Oh shit! Which was uh yeah, with the Return of Superman and the started following along that storyline. Bought the uh, Cyborg Superman and Superboy and oh, all that yeah. stuff. Like, I've got a bunch of single issues of that in my long boxes back it, here. Uh, it was Connor Kent, right? That was yep. Superboy? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And I was, I was just hooked. And, like, I just dove right into that, man. So, do yeah, you have definitely. That, that, that Superman 500, do you have that ported in a bag? I do, definitely, yep. Yeah. I've, I've even got one still in the polyurethane bag. I didn't open the actual white bag it came in. That might be worth some money, honestly. I, I think so, someday, yeah. I know that uh, the Death of Superman comics, I know mm-hmm. that a lot of people were buying like a shit ton of copies of those, right. thinking that that was going to be worth a shit ton of money. Mm-hmm. But instead, so many people bought them that now they're basically worthless. <laughs> right, they are just so overprinted, yeah. Yeah, I don't have any of the individuals of that, just the trade. But yeah, That's I, a great I, pull, though. Bro. Oh, yeah, yeah. Great I mean, it, it sucked me in. I was, I was, I was hooked after that. So... Uh, then do you, you don't really read a lot of Marvel. I'm kind of interested to see what you're going to pick for your Marvel story. No, I mean, I, I know a couple Marvels. Mm-hmm. Um, Charlie, I know the uh, the Secret Wars. The Marvel Secret Wars, where it was, mm-hmm. was it in Genosha, where uh, uh, they all, like, Spider-Man and all of them had to join with, um, it wasn't S.H.I.E.L.D. at that time. I think it was... Was it Sword? I think at that point. Right? Yeah, yeah, because they went to the other planet. That's where he finds the symbiote. So. Yeah, so I think it was like that during that. That was a pretty good run. And then in terms of just like character arc storyline, I mm-hmm. would say the Demon in the Bottle. Oh yeah, the old Iron school Man Iron Man. Yeah. I actually own that trade paperback. If you ever want okay. to read that again, let me know. But yeah. I have the Demon in the Bottle Iron Man trade paperback. That's one of my favorite character stories. Not even just in Marvel. But in terms of just comics at all, like, oh, yeah. it's so fucking well written and so well done, and that like it still stays because I mean this is back like fuck what was that eighty two yeah I'm gonna say like early that? to mid eighties yeah and like so they still had to make it kind of for kids but mm-hmm. there was a lot of adult themes and like emotions in that book oh very much so and it's done so well so I mean in terms of a comic book like or, or in terms of a character arc mm-hmm. i would say demon in the bottle with iron man it's yeah. probably my favorite marvel run nice and if you want to reread that let, let me know I'll, I'll bring that over next week because i have the trade paperback for that okay um but then i also yeah i like the secret wars one a lot nice in terms of like just the universe you know over shredding kind of thing yeah yeah i thought that was pretty fucking tight all right and then anything with uh ghost rider yeah uh, for me, I, I've always been a Spider-Man head when it comes to Marvel. And That's a good one. One of the big uh, crossovers for that in my early comic reading years, uh, we're going back to the mid-90s again, is the Maximum Carnage. Oh, nice. Where uh, they, they they end up having to, Spider-Man has to team up with Venom and mm-hmm. a lot of the other villains in order to take down Carnage with uh, Shriek and, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
That was yeah, a lot of fun. That was where Carnage got fucking huge all of a sudden. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. That's what, like, basically why Carnage is so well-known is because of that fucking run. Basically, yeah. And they ended up making a, a Super Nintendo game out of it, too. And, that's right. Yeah. I own that game. Oh, yeah. That was a great game, too. It was a lot of fun. Fuck but yeah, that was one of the, the first ones that I, I grabbed multiple issues of because it goes through all the different Spider-Man variations, you know. Yeah, Amazing yeah. Spider-Man, Spectacular yeah, Spider-Man, kind of like Spider-Man. The, the start of the Spider-Verse in a way, too. A little bit, yeah. yeah. Like they they kind of like started touching their toes into that because mm-hmm. they realized they had so many like non-canon variations of it. Right. So that's, not, that's a fucking, that's a good pull there, brother. Thanks, man. It's an excellent choice. Yeah. So, yeah, thanks, Rob, for the question. That was a good one. Yeah, there you go. Sorry I don't know enough about Marvel to give you, like, a full-blown answer, but I gave you three DC ones. I hope that makes up for it. I think it will, yeah. And and the ones you reached were, like, definitely classic. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Demon of the Bottle. I remember buying that. I bought that trade paper back at, like, 13 and reading that and being like, this is fucking amazing. And then, like, going to watch the first Iron Man movie and be like, I get it. Robert Downey, perfect casting for that. You nailed it, yeah. The fucking the the movie opens with like a shot of his scotch glass jingling in the Mm -hmm. in the Humvee. Yep. You hire the recovering drug addict from Hollywood that's been like a pariah to them to come and star in your franchise builder. Dude, he like I mean he he reinvented that character and also way to be on fucking Favreau. Oh yeah. To like put his heels in and be like, no, I'm casting like an older guy. Mm-hmm. Like we're not doing some fucking like 19, 20 year old fucking twink. To yeah. play Robert. Like, this isn't a CW show. Exactly. It's like, no, fuck you. Like this is an established character. There are people older than me who have been reading Iron Man comics forever. We're going to do this as a real movie. We're not doing some, something stupid and cartoony and bullshitty. We're going to make a real movie with these characters. And then, you know, now I'm pretty sure he owns, like, half of Africa, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> Basically, yeah. <laughs> like, the guy fucking changed cinema. Like, 100% changed cinema. He's like a... He's like Kubrick or fucking George Lucas. He changed genres of movies. There are There is a new genre of movie now because of what Favreau did. Like, there were superhero movies be- before then, obviously. I mean, we had the Raimi Spider-Man films, which are... Oh yeah, yeah. Fucking fantastic movies. Yeah. I love those movies. I'm not yeah. talking shit. X Men movies and yeah. Yeah, and the X Men movies that are. I mean, the first one is fucking great. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna talk about the other two. Um, but it's like you look at what Favreau did with building the MCU, and it's like now every movie that comes out has a post credit scene and is trying to have fucking three spinoffs and four sequels and shit like that. Mm. Favreau changed fucking cinema. Like, that dude is... Fuck putting his, like, hand on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Put his fucking name on one of the movie theaters there. Like, he put so much... He changed the landscape of how movies work now. Am am I going to say for the better or the worse? I don't know. It depends on who's running the helm. Right. But he did change some shit. And that's pretty fucking crazy. You want to wrap us on out of here then? Yeah, I think that's about it. I think it's a good episode. I think it's so. good. Thank you. I'm sorry we only got one question, but you know it's been like fucking a month and a half since we've recorded so. <laughs> something like that. Sorry yeah. about that, guys. Luckily, you know the weather's changing. It's going to be a little bit chillier now. So that's right. Going to be fat and uncomfortable all the time, so mm-hmm. it should be a little bit easier to record. Yeah. And uh, other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure if you guys want to get in on some deep talks, make sure to send us some fucking questions. And follow us all on Twitter. You can follow the show at the A to Z show. I believe so, yeah. 
on Twitter. Also, make sure to follow Varvel on Twitter at BigGuyACV. That's me, yes. And then you can follow me on Twitter at MelchKnowsBest, M-E-L-C-H, knows with a K. Also, if you got something bigger than just a tweet to handle or, you know, you want, you got an art project going on, you want us to pump, anything like that, or you just don't want to be associated with us on social media, which I get. Uh, we also have an email you can send to us, and that's um, a2zshow.ask at gmail.com. Make sure that's A, the number 2Z on that. Other than that, though, I uh, hope you guys had a great time. Thanks for listening in. We appreciate it. We're going to get uh, a lot more uh, lined up on this shit, do it a lot more regularly. And uh, I just want to say thank you guys so much for t- tuning in. You were the fucking best. We love you all. Varble, thank you for running this shit. And you bet, buddy. fucking housing me in, brother. You're the best. Great talking to you, man. And you guys keep it up. And we are going to, you know, keep your fucking dicks up. Keep your fucking heart soft. And uh, we're going to see you next week, all right? Does that sound good? All right, love you guys, and we will see you next time.